This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spread it like this. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 434 of Marking Out, Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. You can listen to this and all past episodes at MarkingOut.com. Uh, if you're listening on podcasting applications like the Apple Podcasting app, Google Play, Stitcher Radio, make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate that. Social media-wise, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut, YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. Email us, markingout1 at gmail.com. You can buy our shirts, and thank you to everybody that purchased shirts during the big Pro Wrestling Tees sale. You can purchase our shirts, prowrestlingtees.com slash markingout. My name is Chris. You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog. We're also sitting here with Dave, who you can follow on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore Mo. Dave, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good. And I'm doing great. Thank you for asking. We have to say, Dave is a year older, so Dave, happy belated birthday, because I don't think we wished you were on the show last week. Why, thank you very much. I appreciate it. And also sitting here with the heart and soul, the real one of Mark and Al, Brandon, who you can follow on Twitter at BTTG161. Brandon, how you doing? The sky is dark. It's cloudy. It's rainy. Thunder and lightning. Speaking of thunder Ooh, and lightning, yeah. Yeah. but I'm doing awesome as always. Speaking about the thunder and lightning that we've had the past two days, it's been wild, yeah. real wild. Yesterday was yesterday was interesting because I was filming a game. I was at Hofstra College on top of their ginormous press box, and there was no rain around. There was no. It was not. It wasn't raining. But then south of me there was lightning. North of us there was lightning, and uh, I made out scot free. Dude, there so. was like nonstop for like a minute of lightning. I don't know if it was yesterday or during Monday Night Raw, but I was like, what the heck is going on over here? It had to have been during Raw. I really, I'm, I'm hoping the weather, like, changes and everything's, like, bright and sunny, like, knock on wood for tomorrow. I got Jones Beach, of course. First one? The first show of the season. I think there's supposed to be a little bit of rain in the afternoon. It's supposed to thunderstorm all night. Tonight? Uh, I... No, all night, tomorrow night. Oh, rats. Who are you going to see tomorrow, Brandon? It's uh, Grand Funk Railroad. No, they're opening for uh, Bob Seger. Oh, I was going to say, Grand Funk, you almost made me spit out my delicious beer that I'm drinking right now. That's spectacular, (laughs) Grand Funk Railroad. But I've never seen Grand Funk, so I'm I'm happy to see them. And uh, I can't wait to see Seger. I've seen him two other times. Puts on a killer show. Mm Mm-hmm. And this oh, yeah. is supposed to be like the last of the last, so I'm just I'm like obviously I wish it was the garden, but of course you do. Well, if if it was Madison Square Garden and it was pouring and thunderstorming out, I wouldn't have to ro- worry about thunderstorming on top of me because there's no coverage. I don't know. I feel like every time like how Chris was talking about the lightning and stuff, all I'm thinking about is Rainbow in the Dark. Yeah. Oh my God. Are you serious? Yeah, that's all that's going through my mind. What's Rainbow in the Dark? When this is lightning, you know it always gets me down. All right. Oh, man, Dave, you, I just marked out over that. There you go. I'm the same way. I'm the same exact way. Whenever I think of lightning, I just hear, do-do-do-do-do-do-do. Oh, that's so great. Good. So good. We just become best friends. Um, yes. 
All right, let's go do some karate in the guard for, yard. Forget this podcast. Um, Bye. But, all right, but going. I know Brandon's got a fun week ahead of him. Brandon, how was your week last week then? Uh, honestly, it didn't really do much. I got sick. Oh no! Why? Yeah. I don't know. Not sure. Well, what what have you been doing that you could have gotten sick over? I don't know. I mean, I got new medication, so that lowers my immune system. <laughs> okay, that could that could definitely reduce it. Yeah. That could reduce. It. I mean, the change of weather and how that's been. I mean, a lot of phlegm. Did he? Did he have phlegm? No. A lot of phlegm. It's mm. just my ears clogged and my throat. Oh, that's not good. Yeah. Well, I don't mm-hmm. really care. Whatever. Well, still, we care. Still going to see Bob Seger tomorrow. Hopefully, yeah. I'll see Aladdin on Friday. Maybe see Rocket Man do a double header. But why a would double shot? That? Maybe. All right. Maybe I'm surprised uh, that he's doing so well in the box office you're surprised but, aladdin is doing so well yeah because Why? like it just i mean at first i was excited and then it just didn't it lost me big Dude, time i saw that 10 minute preview at, at hollywood studios and was blown away by it really and i was looking over the soundtrack i noticed they didn't have the uh the reprise of prince ali by jafar so i'm assuming jafar doesn't sing in this movie no it has it got mixed reviews too yeah, I have no desire to see it. It looks uh-huh. really good to me, so. Yeah, I am it seeing Secret Life. But I'm seeing Secret Life so Pets cool. of, too next weekend. <laughs> that that looks like a good movie too. I like the first one a lot. Dude, you yeah, know so what movie looks absolutely crazy? Did you see the the trailer for that movie Ma? Yeah, that looks insane. With Octavia Spencer. I don't. It's like, I, I, it's like, oh my god! <laughs> like at first, I thought so it was gonna be—I thought it was gonna be like a, a fun, like teen comedy or whatever, where she plays like a fun mother who like lets kids drink or whatever, and then all of a sudden she starts killing people. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, it looks really, really weird, but I do like the concept. Um, yeah, that that I would see before Aladdin and stuff. I'm just waiting for. Uh huh. I'm waiting for Secret Life of Pets. I'm waiting for Spider Man. I'm waiting for the Anchor Birds movie. The what? Oh, Angry Birds? Angry Birds 2. It's coming out uh, August. Yeah, I don't know about that. Oh, no, the first one was great. Well, I didn't, I'm not, I don't care about that Angry Birds game. The only game, if I had capabilities to play on a phone, would be the new WWE game that came out. Did you guys see that at all? No. You guys might want to download it. It's free. Why? What is it? I, I, honestly, I don't really understand. Is it called Mayhem? Because I have no, all these it's... QR codes from all my retros. No, no, game. it's uh, WWE. I want to say Undisputed, but that's probably incorrect. Uh-huh. But, uh huh. But it's so weird that the people on the roster. There's like so many people on it. It's got real like current day wrestlers and everything. But like you have Billy Graham, two different style Billy Grahams is what I saw. You have yeah, but he sucks, dude. You yeah, have the wild have, like, Samoans. Yeah, the juiced up uh, <laughs> Billy Graham, and then the shriveled up Billy Graham that's telling other people to do steroids. <laughs> you have the, you have the wild Samoans. Rocky Johnson I saw was on the list. Paul Orndorff. Um, what kind of a game is this? It, it's I don't know. I think it must be like a tap game because it says tap in the green to do like the next step or whatever. Uh, but it literally just came out today, I believe. Oh sweet! I'll have to not check it out. I think mm. you might enjoy it, man. If you it's if if you don't have WW2K uh, nineteen or whatever, I don't know if you can create anybody, but it's definitely seems like one of those games you might like. Yeah, I'm okay. gonna check it out right now. Okay. WWE Mayhem. So, no, Dave, what about you? It's not Mayhem. Oh, 
What no, about they me? Have the, they had the, they had 18 million years. But Dave, what about you? Your week was uh, was fulfilling. Your the 85th birthday was uh, satisfactory. You know, I did not break a hip this year, so that's really nice. Um, you know, 80, 85, 84. I lose count of times, but really well. Uh, we got to meet up on a Saturday night, which was awesome. We did. We did. We, um, had, a, we had a solid Saturday night. We, yeah. We, we forced Dan to watch wrestling. A solid <laughs> Saturday night. Yeah, it, that was a lot of fun. And then birthday-wise, I mean, I, I was just relaxing because I haven't really had time to relax because of work. So just taking the day to to myself was really needed. And, um, yeah, that was pretty much it. I was going to go to the beach, but I realized that it was way too crowded. And I didn't want to sit in traffic or anything like that. Um, visited, hung out with my grandparents. Nice. And, yeah, just took it easy, you know. Laying back, but that's, that's sick. Yeah, well, yeah, I don't know what this game is. Finley's in it. <laughs> it's crazy because, like, for a majority hey, of them, they're like updated attires too. Hey, Brandon, I got an idea. What? Why that's don't you join phone. everybody else in 2019 no, 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 and no. get rid of your Pantac flip phone? It's not Pantac. <laughs> it's LG. Oh snap! Oh wow. Okay, so um, why don't you move from 2008 up to 2000? It's no, 2011, uh, first of all. Oh. All right, and get yourself an iPhone. No, because I can't type on that. And you I wouldn't keep... want to play a, a game on such a small device. I don't know how I like this. It's like ginormous. Yeah. Um, the, the fact that Kurt Hawkins is facing John Cena in this is pretty amazing. <laughs> oh, you're watching the trailer thing? No, no, no. On the like, they have a few images on the app store. Oh yeah, and, and they have like, like recruit oh, Triple hell? H, and then on the match part, it's John Cena doing the five knuck shuff to uh, uh, Kurt Hawkins. What's this called, dude? It's WWE Universe. Yeah, it's really original. Wait, is that Eve Torres? What? What is this game? It's your universe. Oh yeah, given that you can't see me to Kurt Hawkins. Dude, I don't what, know. This is insane. It has like everybody ever. Bret Hart's in it. AEW. Yo, and Rey Mysterio's mask is is completely updated. Oh, oh my god, that's completely wrong too. Quick, no. let's complain about it. Like every wrestling fan has been doing all week long about this product. Yeah, it looks like it crashes a lot. Really? Yeah, it's probably yeah. brand new. I, I've seen well, four. Yeah, it just came out today. Yeah, it's the number eleven uh, sports game right now on the Apple App Store. People How like, many? The, Are there eleven? The, the review I saw was like, make sure you get uh, Ambrose and Jericho while you can. Oh, true. True. Dude, Yoko's in it. Walter. I said Yoko. Yeah, no, Walter too. I guess is he? That's what somebody commented. Who knows? Huh. All right, maybe I'll have to download this to just see how quickly I can keep it on my phone and then delete it. Yeah. But. All right. Um, who didn't tell us about our week? Uh, their week. I don't right? know. Who did this? I did was not. Chris. Yeah. You're up. Um, yeah. So I was with Dave uh, Saturday night. You know, we hung out. We hung out with Dan as well. Um, Sunday, I was at the uh, Billie Jean Tennis Center in lovely Queens, New York, all day, doing some uh, photos and videos for a tennis tournament, which was really cool. I mean, I didn't realize how ginormous. Have you guys ever been there before? No, no, but I've seen that place is gigantic. It's ginormous. And I think the reason why we don't realize how big it is is because when you go over there, normally it's for City Field. Yeah. And City Field is like just a giant open space. But like they have 
what do they have? Like seven tennis courts there or something like that? 25. 25? Way more yeah. than seven? <laughs> it's insane. <Yeah. laughs> it's like you don't realize it's that big. Yeah, and it was so hot Saturday. And so I had my I, – I got one of those like giant fisherman bucket hats that had the little flap in the back to cover your neck. Hands down, the best investment I've made. A Jared hat. <laughs> yeah, uh, there we oh, go. Yeah. Jared. Uh, Jared, Jared or your brother, I'm assuming. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Um, yeah, and then Monday, Memorial Day, I did a bunch of yard work and then works. Yeah, uh, that's actually what I did, too. I love yard work. Yeah, I, I had to mow, mow the lawn and put some stuff away. Uh, yesterday, as I said, I was on top of uh, Schuert Stadium Press Box. I had a Hofstra filming lacrosse. Today, I was at a Delphi filming lacrosse, and I got out of there just as it started raining. So, there you go. Uh, yeah, Very and uh, now I'm here, uh, and let's podcast. Let's talk about what we did on Saturday night. And that being, Dave come to my house. He brought some burgers. He brought some hot dogs. He brought Dan, and remade or no, we cooked them. I put them on the grilly, fired up the grilly as they used to say with Gene and Jason. Grilly came in the games, uh, <laughs> and uh, we watched AEW Double or Nothing, uh, emanating live from the MGM place in MGM Grand Garden Arena. And yep, MGM Grand Garden Arena in Las Vegas, New York. It was the first. Nevada. This is the start. The, the 18th Revolution in professional wrestling has started today. I mean, on Saturday, and that being uh, double or nothing. There was a lot of good things, and there was a lot of bad things. I mean, there was a couple of bad things. Yeah. I don't say there's a lot of bad things. But... I mean, it, it depends on who you talk to, too. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think something that we can agree about is production. The camera camera cuts and stuff like that. There were, were a couple weird There was a couple like weird flip-ups. No, like, uh, like I'm jumping ahead of myself. When Cody came out to the ring and he was standing on the rope, and they went from one, one jib shot that was panning to a different jib shot that was panning. Like I, and I said that to Dave too. I'm like, why are they doing this? It's silly. They should have just done like a, you know, an interesting weirdo shot. There were multiple times where camera angles were missing moves, but either you chalk it up to that it being their first event, or I mean. Technically, there are WWE guys backstage producing it. Yeah, you but, have, like, Billy Gunn and everybody else, I mean. But, but like, just thinking in, like, the grand scheme of it, why would you – it just makes it feel, feel too dizzy to me. If it was, like, uh, one swooping jib shot, and then let's cut to one that's farther away and have that zoom in as well. What yeah, I would have done – I know, but if it was me, you had that pan shot come in, cut to a static shot of Cody – on the ring, and then you bring out the wide shot. You have to have that, uh, you know. Yeah, I no, I totally agree with you. Look, it's either you chalk it up to first time, experimenting, whatever. Maybe the yeah. next event will be a lot better with their with their camera angles. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah, again, again, this is their first event. So, I mean, technically seen... second. First no, with it's all first the... Event. No, yeah, no, technically nope. second. Nope, it's not technically second because that no, was... This is... uh, First, no, yeah, I would say technically second because nope, this you're is wrong, Brandon. No, because they they ran. It's the same people in charge. You didn't see the other guys who were feeding money to it in the in the backstage position in gorilla and stuff. Well, well I mean, if, today, even if you what, if, at uh, AEW, right? A, well, no, Tony. The, I I read today Tony Khan was uh, doing time for the entire show. Okay, I mean, so he's doing time, but he wasn't sitting there changing. Oh, cut to this. Cut to this. Cut to this. Well, it's the it, same people in control, I'm assuming, for All In. 
Yeah, but even if you want to say that, I think that they did better than All In. I think production-wise, it was better than All In. Because they had Ring of Honor helping them out with All In. So well, no, no, I, th- I think that it was better. This one was better than All In. Oh, no, I, I agree. Pro- production-wise. I, I don't want to hark on it for so long because no, you know, no, I, I want to give every match its, its due. What I liked was the pre-show, the Casino Battle Royal. Rather than having one guy come out after another, I liked that they factored in the gimmick of Las Vegas and calling it a Casino Battle Royal. And then the pre-show being called a buy-in where they did five guys come out at a time in different suits. So you had the clubs come out, the diamonds come out, the hearts come out, the spades come out. And then there was the Joker card, which was eventually the winner of the thing, which was Adam page. I thought this was done. I like when they started explaining it on the pre-show, I missed, missed the clubs come out. I was like, wow, I'm like, this is a cool concept. Yeah. I think that's really cool. You told me about that. And I thought, wow, that's pretty, it's different. uh, Yeah. Yeah. It's different. Um, as I said, hang, and none of us, by the way, I won predictions on this. None of us predicted Hangman Page. Because I mean, yeah. maybe we weren't thinking about it, thinking that he would be in a bigger, higher profile match. But now, Hangman Page gets the face off against the winner of the main event, which was Chris Jericho and uh, Kenny Omega. I have some stuff written down. I got to pull it up in here. I like that, during the I, the twenty man, twenty one man casino battle royale that MJF was the last person to be eliminated, yeah. and he was in the first. Uh, he was in the first group. He was in the. He was in the clubs. Yeah, uh, dude, it's stuff like Joey Janela. It's lighting up a random cigarette and then getting it stapled to his forehead. That was awesome. And then getting choke slammed by Luchasaurus and like the hardest choke slam I've ever seen. Oh, that and was like, a sick spot. Which and the, way, table, the way he jackknifed. That table looked like construction paper, by the way. I don't know where you get a table that looked like that. But that and it was so weird to have like the ring so close to the uh barricade. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I liked um the six one nine spot with what's his name? Dustin, Dustin Thomas? Yeah. Yeah, Dustin Thomas is his name. That was cool. I have that written down. The camera cut so like with the cigarette spot. With the cigarette spot, when Jimmy Havoc stapled it into uh, Joey Janelle's head, it's like they went tight on it. They pulled out on something else of somebody getting eliminated, and then they came back to it. It's like, why don't you just stay on the shot? Yeah. Again, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's a restriction thing of seeing people get, you know, stapled in the forehead. Maybe they didn't want that as their thing, you know. As the moniker, but I don't know that. Um, as I said, I mentioned him. I think last week on the show, the Orange Cassidy Tommy Dreamer spot I thought was fun. Yeah, I end. mean, you had how many people were there? Twenty thousand, according to the Bucks. Oh yeah, twenty thousand. <laughs> what, like twelve thousand people doing the chanting for Orange Cassidy, and he's not even. I mean, ultimately, it's really not doing anything. No, no, he didn't. It was great. And he got eliminated by Tommy Dreamer. Yeah. Um, I didn't see the Kip Sabin defeating Sammy Guevara match. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't even remember that match, to be to be honest. It's like, um, I know I'm, I'm popping forward a little bit, but the Joshi match I, they I had. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed it, but, like, I wasn't into it. I mean, oh, it was really? Cool. Dude, I thought I, it was really yeah. good. I liked the story that they told. Like, um, who won the match? Ryo? Yeah. Pinning Aja Kong or something. Or somebody's like, oh, just pinning her mentor. They did a really good job of telling stories and telling background and getting excited. I thought 
What did you guys think of Excalibur? Because I thought he did a fantastic I, I job. I thought it was terrible. Absolutely yeah, terrible. I don't, I, I don't like the yelling. I don't like he was yelling. terrible. You had Jim Ross flubbing lines left and right, he, which I think Jim Ross yeah, was the saving like, grace. Oh, Jim, Ross. Oh, Jim, oh, oh. Jim Ross was the saving grace of com- of commentary. I wish I could just oh. mute the other two. The other guy, Alex, whatever, I understand it was yeah, his like first time back. commentating, completely silent. He was oh, yeah. so no, low. I, 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 yeah, I thought Alex Marquez was just like there. He was, he was so low, and Excalibur was so loud, just spewing nonsense from his mouth. Do you like commentary the whole time? They were saying lines as if Brandon, they weren't even actor, interacting with each other. Brandon, do you also too? It's the, it's the first time the three of them working together. But it, you would you would assume that they'd like practice or something. It was literally as if each of them were just trying to get their own stuff in. Brandon, do you like Mauro Ronaldo as a commentator? No. Oh. Oh. Really? No, I don't. Dave, do you like Mauro Ronaldo? I could take him or leave him. Okay, so I guess I, I, we just like we like different commentary styles. But Excalibur's nothing like Moro. I would take Moro over Excalibur. He screams "Mamma Mia!" Hey, <laughs> I understand that, but Excalibur was just absolute. I, I cannot stand him, and I it's just not. Yeah, it's, it's not just, a new you thing. Can't stand different structure, different folks. You it's, like Tower Heist? It's a terrible movie. No, it's Brandon. not. Tower House. <laughs> Tower Heist <laughs> is a really <laughs> good movie, <laughs> which you've <laughs> never <laughs> seen, <laughs> by the way. You've never seen Tower Heist. Dave, you've seen Tower Heist. You tell him it's a good movie. No, 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 no. If you're going to do that, do it right. Hold on. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. It's not no, 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 no. By the way, I watched it on the plane to Austin, so boom! Yeah, so you would have known that it was a good movie. No, it wasn't. I did not know that. What airline is showing Tower Heist in 2019? It's on the TV channels. I do not believe you for a second. All right, but you know what I do believe is the first match of the actual double or nothing was SoCal Uncensored, as uh, we all expected, picking up a win over the Stronghearts, Chima, T-Hawk, and El Liedemann. Uh, I thought this was a great way to open the show itself. You got the uh, the nice uh, in-ring promo from uh, SoCal Uncensored, which I thought was great. They really played to the Vegas crowd. Uh, the match itself was... Uh, Fast-paced, fun indie six-man match. I, I didn't really have time to uh, enjoy it too much. No. But I mean, I thought it was good, but I, it wasn't like... I think it was on pace with how every other match was, though. For mm-hmm. for the most part. What do you mean by that? Like, it was just a standard, like, nothing over the top. So you're saying that it was on pace for every other match. So you're saying the Cody match was the same well, no, pace? because I said for the most part. Yeah, so that's most of the stuff. Because I think that match was the best match of the night. Yeah, and it could that could match it could is uh, in my running for match of the year. Anyway, next up you had Dr. Britt Baker, who looks like she's gonna be the one of the focal points of rightfully so. She was division. the first one signed. Yeah, she yeah. was the first one signed, sure. but she defeated Ni- uh, Nyla Rose, Kylie Ray, and it was turned into a four-way match because making her debut for All Elite Wrestling, everybody essentially made their debut. So what am I talking about? Um, <laughs> making awesome her Kong. surprise. Surprise debut, Awesome Kong. Dave looked at me and shoot, said, I have goosebumps right now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like just when you think Brandy is about to put herself in the match. Yeah, that's what I thought was going to happen. Awesome Kong, awesome Kong <laughs> comes out and makes a, makes a very good appearance. Sur- uh, I would say so. I mean, she left her impact in there. Although, and, to be but, fair, huh? she didn't. They, I, they, I don't think they utilized her properly in that match. I think so too, because I feel, but I feel like since you're trying to make Doctor Britt yeah. Baker the point, yeah. you had a, should have had her pin Awesome Kong. 
Uh, a lot of people comparing Kylie Ray to Bailey. Cody Rhodes even uh, trashed, kind of, kind of poked fun at Bailey. I don't think he trashed well, Bailey. No, he kind of did. Uh, okay, this game officially stinks. That's because oh, you yeah, don't know still... how to play it. Brent, yeah. do you know how to play it? I have never played it before. So that was Dave's first time playing it as well. So give yeah, him a break. He says it officially stinks. He's passing judgment before being able to know how to play it. Well, I know how to play it. I'm just losing. Oh, so you're getting ready to take the cartridge out. Okay, can we calm down there? Don't tell Kevin, though. <laughs> Next. I, I really I have to say, though, I liked when uh, Kylie Ray got hit with the super kick and her bow went flying off. That was a cool spot. I thought that was really yeah. cool. Obviously, it was complete luck, but... Yeah. Next up, you had the best friends of Chuck Taylor and Trent Perretta defeating Angelico and Jack Evans. This match was fun. This was a lot of fun. And I think, Dave, you said it. And you're like, wow, I forgot how good these guys are because you haven't seen them wrestle in play. Yeah. I like Trent and, really playing up the uh, the heavyweight factor. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah but you, the, like you didn't even like the rhymes that Excalibur made about the man from whatever he had a, a lot of good stuff about uh, uh Trent. He had a lot of good uh, limericks and rhymes and stuff like that. I don't, I don't remember. I, I don't no, because one it. of the things was uh, something from Syosset, and Trent is not from Syosset. So okay, Mark, calm he's ooh. not. Well, I mean, come on, oh. Mount Sinai is not. Syosset. I don't know if Trent maybe told him he was from Syosset, but... He's working him. I can tell you for a fact that Mount Sinai, New York, is not Syosset, New York. Yep. yep. Uh, we mentioned the Joshi match a little but wait, bit. But even before that, Best Friends and Helico oh, Jack it. Evans end in a uh, no contest, really. Or, or did it end? I don't even understand. Yeah, it ended. They hit the super... the. Dude Buster with the uh, double oh, and stomp. Then, and then afterwards they got attacked? They were, they were going to get a big hug, but then uh, the Super Smash Brothers appeared. Stupefy and Player Dose, I think. Is, I forget Player or Player Dose. Anyway, they appeared. Lights go out again, and they appear with a giant army of minions. They attack both teams in the ring and solidify themselves in the tag team division. This is a big pickup. I thought, and I, I told Dave this on Saturday night too, and if you want to correct me if I'm wrong, you could just do so at Chris Weendog. Um, I thought the Super Smash Brothers weren't allowed in the United States right now. That I'm not too sure. Because they, they got, because sometimes wrestlers get ganked at the border for you know going into America without a work visa. And the same way it goes from America to the United States. So I think they were one of those teams. Maybe they got a work visa and just surprised everybody. Are they – they're not from they're no, Canada. Oh. Like same thing with Josh Alexander. Josh Alexander didn't work in the United States forever because the same thing happened to him. But he got his work visa and now he's worked for Impact. So. Do, do you think that was like the, the greatest way that they could have possibly debuted them given like everyone was chanting, who are you? Well, That's what they, people... We're chanting that, right? Yeah. You can't, was... you can't expect everybody to know who they are. Yeah, that's true. So then that's like a pretty big spot to debut somebody at, but it's like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Like, like you don't know who they are. And even yeah. still going on after that, it's like, oh, I still don't know who but that it's is. It's more of setting up going forward. For this, it's the first of it. It's the first event. There's a lot of people on these shows that you're not going to know. Right, exactly. Yeah. So it's like who now? It's like now it's kind of seeing you know, oh who are these guys that attack best friends and and Helico and Jack Evans, 
I want to like, watching it's, more. It's like very difficult, especially because like you have this this huge event, and the next time we see anything from any of this is literally a month from now, June 29th. Yeah, but then it can seed into there, and then seed into there, and then unless seed into October use, when they get they TV. BTE or whatever. I, don't know, I do I, love I love that finisher that they did. Oh, the um, gory special with the blood with the blockbuster. Uh, blockbuster. Yeah, yeah, I thought that was amazing. Yeah, I marked that when I saw Super Smash Brothers, and Dan, and Dan was just like, "Uh, what?" <laughs> uh, we as, as so I alluded to right before we started talking about the Smash, but are they going to be able to call them the Smash Brothers? Uh, apparently, they're going to be having to change their names. Yeah, but they like what do you what do you call them? Smash. That there's a there's Brothers. a. a there's a place uh, down the block from me called Smash. It's a paddle. It's a uh, ping pong ball table place. Well, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, so, as I said, we mentioned the Yoshi, the Joshi match, um, which I was very impressed by. The the woman is Rio. Yes. I think is her name. Rio. Rhino. No. Gore. No, Rhino. Gore. I think her name I got... was Rio. The the one that just yeah, used uh... the one that the one that got the pin. Um. She got the pin because they because they they talked it up afterwards saying, oh, you know, she pinned her mentor or something to that nature. Well, there were two I, people. One was they were both named almost the same name, Rio and Rio. Yeah, I, well, the one, I the one looked too like much, I wasn't too into this match. Yeah, I wasn't into it either. I, I mean, how, it, was, dude, it, was, were, it was it was I was cool. very impressed. I was very, very, very impressed by this match. Eh. Yeah, I don't know, whatever. Yeah, I, drink, I didn't care for people it. drink their own tea, whatever. Yeah, yeah. you know, you didn't. Yeah, or people you eat said. their own coffee cup. I don't know. I don't know how that saying goes. Some yeah. people drink their own urine because it's sterile <laughs> and they like the taste. <laughs> I just literally I saw that on a show on uh, Good Girls. You guys don't know that show though, but whatever. Nope. Sorry. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the, the guy up. was the guy was saying how you could live off your own urine until it turns brown. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Next up, uh, what could possibly have. Could be in the running for match of the year. Uh, Cody, with his wife Brandy Rhodes, defeated Dustin Rhodes uh, in a blood bla- bloodbath. Literally. Yeah, well, Dustin Ew. gig four times on camera. Yeah, yeah. saw that too. But that too. Uh, honestly, even taking that out, it didn't matter. It was a really good match. The story, they told a very good story. And it was funny too, because we were sitting there with Dan, and we're going to put him on blast for this. Dan was like freaking out. At the amount of blood oh that my God. Dustin, <laughs> that's exactly. He's like, he's like, I don't know if I can handle this. And me and David just sitting there like, what's oh, blood? Yeah. So, I mean, like, uh huh. No, go ahead, Dave. No, no, keep it going. No, and he's just like, I don't know if I can handle this. He's like getting all like hot and bothered. I'm just like, all right, keep drinking my whiskey, Dan. You're you're fine. <laughs> um, but and then Cody Rhodes' hair turning red, and that, you know. I thought that was another thing that was like. Imagine starting the match out with blonde hair and you end it with red hair, but it's your your brother's blood. Yeah, it was. It, it had a very old school feel of it yeah. to the match. The, the, um, honestly, the only complaint I have about this is the entrance. All right, let's talk about it, Brandon. Okay. I I I don't want to say this, but I'm going to. I was embarrassed watching that entrance of Cody's. I was see, as soon was, as yeah. as soon as they showed that throne, I was like Triple H. And then he goes, gets the sledgehammer, and it, like, Oakley blows up, which reminded me of... that. Literally, as soon as it blow, blew up the way it did, it reminded me of uh, Abdul the Butcher getting electrocuted. I don't know why, 
But I like, don't know. I that's okay, what it reminded so, me of. But it's like I just thought it was so stupid. And Chris, what's your take? I thought it was. I thought it was hope, especially like. I know you try like I know he's trying to make jabs at Triple H and how things I you know there's reports that allegedly he's bitter over the whole WWE thing, um, but I mean, looking back, it was completely hokey. It was so hokey. It was so bad. I mean, especially, but I get it. He's the executive vice president of this company. He wants to take a shot at WWE. Hey, we're going to give you a run for your money. And everyone ate it up, like, in that oh, crowd. I know. Like, oh, my and God, I this was the greatest it. thing ever. And I'm like, this is, like, I was, I 100% was embarrassed watching that. And then Sunday morning, this Sunday morning, what are they going to say? Oh, my God, NXT TakeOver was the best thing ever. <laughs> Thank you, Triple H. <laughs> yeah, and you know yeah. what's going to happen. We'll talk about our predictions for NXT later in the show. I thought this match was great. Uh, it's set up for Fight for the Fallen. It's going to be Cody and Dustin against the Young Bucks. Oh, when is Fight for the Fallen? The, Does that come after Fighter Fest? July. Okay, yeah, that comes after then. Well, no, June 20th, I think. Oh, June 20th. Then it comes yeah, before. Yeah, Fighter Fest is after that. Yeah. Or no, Fighter uh, Fest is next. Fighter Fest is June 29th. I don't even know. Before you guys even go to the next match Fighter or anything, yeah, I, fight, I just want to fight give, for the fallen is July thirteenth. Okay. I want to give my take on that entrance too. Okay, Dave, talk about it. I mean, I thought that that entrance I loved. I thought that it at first I saw the throne. I'm like, that looks like a uh, Triple H throne and stuff from WrestleMania. And then he took out the sledgehammer, and I was just like, this is awesome. I loved it. I thought it was one of those state. It totally made a statement. Of course, it didn't. They didn't need to. I, dude, but I don't know just, how you weren't embarrassed watching that. They went to make a statement, and I thought it was awesome. I marked out for it. People spoke about it. It was great. I have nothing bad to say about it. I thought it was hokey. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I, I just. I, I didn't. I mean, I get it, but it just uh, didn't hit with me. Okay. Uh, the next match for the Triple A World Tag Team Championships, the Young Bucks, Matt and Nick Jackson, successfully retaining the titles over the Lucha Brothers, Pentagon Jr. and Ray Phoenix. Um, Still the Triple A champions. Which Does is this... super weird because you like I'm I'm I was expecting the Young Bucks to retain and then go on to the next event being Triple Mania, but they have events before that where they're doing Young Bucks versus Lucha Brothers on Triple A. And it's I don't understand why they're doing that. Like, why would you not save that match unless somebody like jumps in there, like uh, Cody and and Dustin sort of situation in AAA? I don't know why you wouldn't wait till till Triple Mania, which is in August, to have that match again. I, I don't just, know. I don't get it. But as far as this match goes, they paid tribute, if you want to say, to uh, El Generico and Kevin Steen. They, yeah. uh, who, what was the other team that they paid tribute to? I forget. Oh, I don't oh, remember. Man. It was another one of their famous, uh, oh, um, Alex Shelley and <gasps> Motor City Machine Guns. That's yes, right. And Chris Saban. That was great. That was a cool spot, too. I thought this was a fantastic tag team match. And you could say, you know, you could say these two teams, along with Best Friends and Helico and Jack Evans and the Super Smash Brothers, that's a pretty solid tag team division. Well, I mean, we'll see what happens with Cody and Dustin, too, because after that yeah. match, they hugged, yeah. and Cody said, I don't need... I need a brother! Yeah. 
I don't need a but, partner or whatever. I need a brother. And then they pant I, all the marks in the crowd crying too. Oh, I, I thought I thought that was that was cool though. How he, he was going for the like just taking off his boots and stuff, and he was just like, "No, you don't get to do that tonight." And it, it'd be quite interesting because if you have Cody and Dustin team up, say they defeat the Young Bucks at uh, what is it, Fighter Fest? Fight for the Fallen, yeah. I mean. Fighter Fest. No, it's Fight for the Fallen that they're tagging up. But say Cody and Dustin defeat them there, and then they go on to Triple Mania, maybe? Mm -hmm. Or the Garden Show? I don't know. I kind of hope that this is a one and done with Dustin. I don't know, because you could have Cody and Dustin be tag team champions, and then they're real-life brothers, and then they go on to face the Lucha Brothers, who are also real-life brothers. I don't think think that's going to be it. I don't know. How many how many more dates do you see Dustin doing with AEW? Just that those two, and that's it. Yeah, um, why? go to the producer role. Yeah, go to the producer. He doesn't have to be on screen. He had his match versus Cody. He teams with Cody, and that's it. Or maybe he turns on Cody in the match, and then sets up a big match for All Out. I don't know. As some as somebody's phone rings, it's Dave's. He didn't unplug the uh, the hard line in his house to do this. Uh, but next up, your main event, Chris Jericho, as we all predicted. Picks up the win over Kenny Omega using his new finisher, the Judas Effect. I thought it was terrible. Uh, why was it terrible? It, it was quick and sudden and out of nowhere. Just nothing. There was no impact to it. Yes, I was showing was. Dave there was so much difference. If you go look at an elbow that Andrade does compared to whatever Jericho does. Jericho, by the way, I believe has been doing that move for years. There's literally nothing new. All right. So he's the just only thing different is the fact that it's a, a finisher. All right, Mark, now. come down. No, I'm not. It's not like I'm pissed off or anything. I'm just saying. Yeah, but you like, have to pinpoint. Yeah, it was, okay. It was so not Brandon, a good move. So Brandon, call up. I want you. To, I, I want you to call up Chris Jericho and no, say, "Hey, listen. Uh, there's nothing to, to your news effect. You want to hit me with it? He's so not, I can he's show not everybody. Listen to me. Why not? If he does, he won't. I'm gonna tweet you, he doesn't. He doesn't right care. Now. He does not care about the marks. I don't know. I'm not a fan. He no showed. He no showed his own podcast at Starcast. I, I am a fan of it. He sent him. He sent a cardboard cutout of himself. I was a fan of it. That's great. Yeah, I thought it was a good finish. I thought it was great. Uh, and at the end of the match, saying he's going to win the title. Uh, by the way, we even talk about Brent the Hitman Hart. Uh, you know, uh, camera camera wise, they didn't get a hard shot of the uh, yeah. AEW title, which is a that segment could be broken down into two different things. One, that being, it was really awesome seeing MJF yelling at Bret Hart and working with Bret Hart like that. That that was awesome to see MJF in that kind of a oh, yeah. setting. And then two, that being it was super awkward where Jungle Boy comes out with who else? I forget who else was that. Jimmy Havoc. Jimmy Havoc and one other person? Um, I forget who. Oh. Is Hangman out there too? No? Yeah, Hangman. And Paige then. No. Whoever it was. No. Regardless, that's one. ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. Um, yeah, no, I thought it was yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was Hangman. Sorry. It was Hangman. So the three of them come out and basically chase off MJF or whatever, leaving Brett by himself there to hold up the title, which was just super awkward. Yeah, and I just it was just weird because what I didn't like is that the title wasn't even unveiled yet right? during all this. Especially, un- it right. was even more weird because, like, are those three going to be in a, a stable together? Or do they no. just hate MJ, MJF? It didn't make I sense. Think, I think it's just because they all hate MJF. 
But I don't like the fact that they unveiled the championship when all eyes were on MJF in the crowd when they were battling through it. Yeah. Nobody was watching the ring to see Bret Hart take out that championship. Also, apparently this spot was supposed to be Ric Flair. Ah. Which... But Ric Flair, Ric Flair had to pull out because of... Do you, do you think, that, like, that spot right there is kind of like a slap in the face to Vince? No. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think it's... Like, you're a two-time inductee... Same thing goes for Brett. And now he's the face of TNT. TNT is using that image all, all over the place. I don't think he's the face of TNT. Well, I'm saying, like, TNT it's keeps big... tweeting out that, that image. Of what? Of Bret Hart holding the title. Yeah, because they want to focus on the title rather than... Yeah, it's an uh... awful image. Yeah. Also, we didn't even mention during the uh, Cody and Dustin match that... Uh... They mentioned Bicycle? Which, yeah, that was yeah. so stupid. That was so awesome. I you think, kidding me? I think it looked it, it was as if he only did a bicycle kick just so Excalibur could yell bicycle. So I thought it was great. I popped huge for that. But no, Dustin uh not Dustin, Diamond Dallas Page came out and carried Brandy Rhodes to the back. I thought that was a good spot. Yeah, and DDP came out with him at uh, all in. Which I thought was weird because it's like why is he now shouldn't he be like all for Brandy doing stuff there? Or? Hey, maybe he knows Dustin from a long time ago, probably before he worked with Cody. I would say so, definitely, yeah. So that's that. But yeah, the, I mean, the main event. Chris we Jericho mentioned it. Chris Jericho, fant- fantastic yeah, match. Jericho's on the mic, trashing everybody, which I thought was great. And uh, out from the shield position? Yeah, shield position. Crowd goes nuts, and John Moxley enters the ring, takes out Chris Jericho with a uh, double arm DDT. I don't know what to call it in AEW. I think he's still calling it the Dirty Deeds. I, I yeah, Dirty he, Deeds. I don't know if he can. Why not? Because it's we a WWE name. I don't know. I wouldn't, so we can call it Brandon. I, I we can call, call it Brandon. It. Well, we okay. could call it at that. I'm just saying. I don't know what he's going to be calling it. Uh, then oh, he takes out takes out the referee. Takes out the referee, then he goes to take out Kenny Omega. Omega brawls outside the ring with him. Which I was surprised at. I was surprised that Kenny Omega started brawling with him. Yeah. I thought for sure that the event was going to end right there and then with Ambrose on top in the ring. But it I, ends up going up to the ramp, goes up the uh, the chips that they had set up there, the uh, casino chips, and Dean Ambrose hits a... What move would you call oh. it? In AA. Kind of. It, it was a Death Valley driver. Yeah, kind of an AA up there. Off of the, but, off of them onto the stage. But this could yeah. be, and they mentioned it on the show, they're going to be having another event at the seed, whatever it is, the gimmick center. Uh, all Out. This could be one yeah, of their highlight matches going into All Out. Yeah. They build it up because they mentioned, you know, next uh, Dean Ambrose's, whatever his name is, John Moxley's. Not only is he going to be in all wrestling, he was announced this week as the mystery guy in some promos, and now he's going to be uh, fighting Juice Robinson. Filmed and directed, filmed and directed by uh, Sick Nick Mondo. No, that was the and directed. Or the, those aren't those promos. No, the one with the uh, him breaking out of prison was directed by Sick Nick oh, Mondo. Oh, okay. interesting. The I one thought, that I thought I, all I, of them. The were. one that I said was too good for wrestling. Yeah. A couple weeks ago. That's mm-hmm. why, because it was directed by a legitimate director 
And he said they rented a red camera, which is a pretty penny for a red camera. So well, they said they spent and eight grand, right? They also they also said uh, they announced Moxley for NEW, where he's going to be facing a uh, Pentagon Junior. You said NEW. Yeah, at NEW. Okay, at I'm sorry. New, yeah, no, new wrestling. Is, he's going to be facing Pentagon Junior. They announced. As yeah. far as AEW goes, though, he's going to be facing Joey Janela at Fighter Fest. That's going to be a lot of fun. So there's a lot of positives to say here about AEW. It's like, but here's the thing. This is the second event. People are losing their minds. Uh, kind of the first. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. This, this people this people left, on the internet at least, people left this event double or nothing saying, oh my God, WWE is dead. Rest in peace, WWE. Yeah, but then they probably hopped on a plane and went to wherever Raw was the next night. But even yeah, if they, they did, even if they Raw. didn't do that and they didn't actually go watch Raw, it's not the end of WWE. It's not even no. close. No, why can't you just have both? But yeah, but that's the thing. Alternatives. Everybody's looking for different alternatives. Ring of Honor was huge a couple of years ago. You know, Impact had its impact. Ring of Honor totally was huge in April. It was more of a New Japan thing. Well, yeah, I guess if you want to say. Um, that. However. You know, this is the start of maybe you could say the next big boom in wrestling. I mean, there, there's been there's been people saying it for the past couple of years, saying, "Oh yeah, here's the next. This is the boom in wrestling. This is the boom in wrestling. This is the boom in wrestling." Yeah. What they I, did they on Saturday TV. night is the start of like a big influx of professional wrestling and wrestling being you know cool again. Like I've saw people on my Facebook being like, "Wow, like all of the wrestling, like this is wrestling." Again, like, this is the wrestling I used to watch. This was a lot of fun. You notice that, like, they didn't focus on promos in the ring, and it was more a wrestling-forward product. But they couldn't. Also, what? They can't do that just yet. They need to save that stuff for television. But also, too, what I liked was they made it more of a sports-like vibe when they were interviewing people after the show, they were interviewing like Sean Spears and Tony Khan, and they had that like the step and repeat with like the AEW logo on the back of it, and kind of like what New Japan does. I think it was with exactly what New Japan does. So they're, t- but also too, they do that in major sports. Also, yeah, I thought that that was a good little. Uh... I like that a lot. As yeah. far as far as the product goes, though, like wrestling wise, I don't think it was any different than anything else. I agree with you. I don't think that any. Th- I. I don't think that it was like, oh my god, I have to see the next stuff. It was good wrestling, but it wasn't anything uh, too crazy. Um, what about you, Chris? You loved it, right? I didn't. I thought it was good. Do you, could you look at this event and put it up next to G One Supercard and compare the matches and say that these were better? Well, this was in six hours. But even still, if you can compare the two. You can't compare the two because it's two. It's a. It's two totally different things. It's they really marketed. Not. You're not letting me speak. This was more of a TV product. It was a three-hour and forty-seven-minute event, whereas G1 Supercard was a six-hour event because they knew that they could do a six-hour event because it was WrestleMania weekend. To, and be, to be fair, first... though, to be fair, this was almost five hours, not three, whatever. Because the, the kickoff event, show. Well, that was a kickoff show. I, I count that. That's like 100%. You had the first match leading to the very last That match. was actually a different event because that was called the buy-in. Right, but it was that wasn't for double this enough. match. For I, this I, would include, I, would, I would include that with double or nothing. Because it's all same arena, same. Like, 
It's the same. It, I, it's the first. It's Adam Page going up I, against Kenny Omega. Uh, Chris Jericho, I mean. The first match ties in with the last match. So yeah. it's almost five hours long. Did I finish what I'm saying? Go on. I'm done. All right, let's uh, take a break. And Wait, you can't say, can I finish what I'm doing and then say, okay, yeah, go for it. And then I'm done. You don't remember, <laughs> you don't remember that from the South Park movie? Can I finish? Please, can I finish? No, okay, I've but... actually never seen it. What? What? Oh, That's wait, like no, for some reason, things... no, no, sorry, for some reason I was thinking of The Simpsons. Oh, that was good, too. That was a good yeah, one, too. No, uh, yeah, but but I want, what I want to say about this, <laughs> this didn't feel like a six-hour event. This didn't feel like a four-hour and 47-minute event. I agree with you. It didn't, I, it didn't drag. They, but, we're able to speed, it's not, it's like, double, like, G1 Supercard felt like a six-hour event. But you were like, there I, for it. Okay. Maybe it would be different if you were watching that live instead of no, actually it there. Probably would have been the same. Uh, man, this is still going on. Oh man! But now here's where AEW can learn, learn from this and be like, okay, what can we do differently for the next next event? You know, I think it was I think it was Pat Buck that said he said the best time for a wrestling card is three hours. And I think that's something that I agree with wholeheartedly because once you start getting over that mark. Not no pun intended on marks or anything like that, but people start like WrestleMania. WrestleMania is eighteen hours long. You know, by hour seven, I'm like cashed out, ready to go. Like I watched a like double nothing straight through. I didn't watch WrestleMania straight through, so it just tells you something there that AW in a three in a four hour forty seven minute uh, time frame, they were able to keep you. Enthralled. Which I have to commend them for having the time a lot. It was so much more on point than it was for All In. So All In was definitely like a learning. Because curve. they had a they had more of a team there. They had yeah. the Dean Lingo's backstage. They had the Billy Guns backstage. Malenko. You know, they, yeah, I said, he said that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you could That's you could have thrown out Goldust even, and you would have been better than saying Malenko yeah, they again. Had, they had you know they had. More production. They, they had more pr- production. Mind. The uh, the pyro guy was the same guy from WCW. Well, that whole team is the same team from WCW. Which, by the way, the pyro was. Eh, I'd rather them not have pyro if they're gonna have that. <laughs> I thought some of it was good. It was, I it, mean, your pyro shouldn't go. Well, overall, I thought it was a good event. It was fun. It was entertaining. Right, um, and I'll, I mean, there was, I'll watch yeah, the next there, one. Yeah, I'll watch the next one. Of course, there was matches during this event that I kind of started to zone out during. I mean, during that Ju- uh, Joshi match, I wasn't really too much into it. I, I don't. I really. I don't know how. I don't know why. I'm, it wasn't anything entertaining for me. Um, the Cody match, I was in. I I love the SCU. I wasn't really paying attention for. Yeah cooking burgers yeah the the main takeaway is we're happy that double or nothing was what it was and it was a success we're happy they have television coming in october or november whenever that is definitely i want to watch the product i want to see joey janela on television i want to see mjf i want to see these these people who should be getting these shots yeah also, Am I the only one here that thinks that uh, Jericho should be the first AEW champion? A hundred percent. 
100%. He's the name. That's what they're saying on Jericho's podcast with Moxley is that if somebody's flipping through the channel and they they happen to land on AEW, it's like, oh, that's the guy that used to be in the Shield. Let me check this out. Oh, my God. AEW is really cool. I'm going to watch this weekend week after week. Him and Jericho are those WWE names. Cody's been gone for a little bit. He could still be considered one of those names, though. Not not essentially, because he's totally but, redone himself. Since also, leaving. in the same sense, where Jericho, he's been WWE champion. He's been to the top in WWE, as has been um, Dean Ambrose, John Moxley. I mean, I don't, I don't think people are going to necessarily stop on Kenny Omega. If, if you're not a wrestling fan, I don't, I can't see that. Same thing with uh, Adam. Uh, with Hangman Page, I don't think that people are necessarily going to stop on the channel if they see them, especially if you don't know wrestling. but Or if you are an old fan of wrestling and not updated, if you see Jericho, somebody that you grew up watching, you're going to be like, oh, wow, he's still around? Yeah, I'll check this out. So, yes, so, 100% Chris Jericho should be the very first AEW world champion. I agree. Yeah, so uh, Fighter Fest is next, right? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But it's June twenty I I think that's great. The um that they're doing it so close now. We're having a barbecue at my house that day. I'm ordering it. Ooh, you have uh, you have Michael Nakazawa versus Jabali. I don't know who Jabali is, but Michael Nakazawa made a name know. for himself during that uh, battle royal. Yeah. Uh, you had Cody versus Darby Allen announced. You have the Elite, that being Kenny Omega, Matt, and Nick Jackson taking on the Lucha Bros and a partner to be announced. And then of was, course, I think it was supposed to be Pac, but yeah, now he Pac's off. not advertised. Yeah, he's no longer. So it looks like so. I guess Pac's not all Elite. And, Way to go, Pac! And then John Moxley versus Joey Janela, of course. Which I would love to see Janela team up with Pillman Jr. to do some sort of Hollywood Blondes tag team. I think they yeah, can really great, pull that off. Great look for him. Yeah, that bright. It's, even Dave was like, "Who is that?" I'm like, "That's Brian Pillman Jr." He's like, "Oh, yeah." Which is funny yeah. because I'm pretty sure he like last week had normal like blonde hair, or whatever, and then shows up had uh, double or nothing with the bleach blonde. Yeah. Which, yeah. by the way, speaking of bleach blonde, uh, Sting did one of those Starcast panels. And uh-huh. somebody asked if he would ever do the Surfer Sting gimmick again. And I believe his response was something along the lines of, I would wear the the paint and everything else, but I won't bleach my hair because there's not much left of it or something. And I think I've okay. been, it, I think it would be really cool if he did Surfer Sting again for, like, signings because for for a while now he's been doing, like, the Crow Sting. Yeah, but that's such like a, a, like I don't know. That's like such a. I would. I would just to do a different gimmick for all autograph signings. Well, yeah, I mean he's doing it's it. It's not for it's not for TV or anything right, like that. He's just dressing up. He's dressing up in black and white sting, red and black sting for all these events. At, anyway, so if you're gonna paint your face, I think it'd be pretty cool if he did surfer sting. I guess. Well, if you're into that. Especially with like the wrestling figure boom, and there's definitely surfer stinger, st- surfer sting figures. So yeah. imagine getting a surfer sting figure signed, and you go meet surfer sting. Yeah, you'd mark out. Don't they have the surfer stings, the uh, red, white, and blue one? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So I'm saying that'd be cool. Chris is a huge wrestling figure guy. 
I'm not a big wrestling. I'm a retro. Yeah, well, it's same guy. thing. You could still collect a retro Surfer Sting toy. Yeah, brother. they have, they they have the the Wolf Pack Sting. I also bow, 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 yeah. bow. Speaking of wrestling figures, I uh did my uh, first uh retro ring customization. Oh. it today. Yeah. You tell. I did. Well, I got the Stop in Paradise uh, sticker pack from Steel Cage Customs, and I did that. I sent a picture in our group chat earlier. It and looks great. Did, Wait, so what you did you customize? Hold on, hold on. Why did you choose Stop in Paradise? Because it's just fun. It just it's it, it but it's like it's like every kid when they were younger, they had their head fed and stuff like that. And now this has become so prominent and such a major part of their podcast. I was like, I gotta gotta. Because what's the stop in paradise? The stickers were from Matt and Brian, right? Well, they're from a company called Steel Cage Customs. Who makes it because of them? Yeah, or, and they uh, know, so, and, and they, they do the knows, limited edition releases, right? They or is do that, the limited edition releases. Yeah. So stop in paradise. Stop in paradise. Stop in paradise is Brian and Matt. Well, it was apparently it was like what Brian said is like he used to have like with the stomp figures. Yeah. Back when he was younger, he used to have like a. Uh, a Thunder in Paradise type show called Stomp in Paradise. Oh. Yeah, and then they just like went gung ho on it. They made dog tags and alter I, egos and gotcha. And I, I thought that he, I thought he was just they were just big fans of the Stomp figures. I mean, I never liked the Stomp figures. Well, no, they, that was the WTF figure of the week, I, I believe. Which uh-huh. one? Like from there, I don't know. I think all of them. I think on like one of the first like two or three episodes. I have to go back and listen the, to the, it. It's been a- the, the DX ones were gross looking. Those were dumb. Okay. But everything else. I've said dumb so far, Brandon. What? That was the first time you said something's dumb. <laughs> the, dude, they were that, really. They were really. Regardless. Those four stomp. This, I think it was series four were really stupid. They were. It was the. It was DX based off of uh, being an army or whatever, but they just looked horrendous. Yeah, they're all compared, like I mean, well, all of them, but those were again pre like head scans and stuff, so they're all sculpts, I mean, you, whatever. Stone you had looks farmer, like he's on Farmer Ahmed Johnson. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the first series I think was something like that. The second one was Scuba. The third was Space. Yeah, I I have a fondness in my heart for. Those because the very first two wrestling figures I ever had were Stomp Series Two, Rock, and Austin. Really? Yeah. So. Sick. Mm. All right. Now on that note, I think we'll take a little break, and we'll come back and we will talk about the world of sports entertainment or just fly through it here on Marking Out. This is third-generation superstar Lance on Hawaii, and you're listening to Marking Out. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Marking Out, episode four, three, four. <laughs> Let's move on to some sports entertainment with some Monday Night Raw. No? Monday Night Nitro. Sorry, Wait. I had to clear my voice for that part. Who are you, DMX? Is that even DMX? I don't think so. I definitely don't think that was DMX. But yeah, uh, Kofi so Kingston opens up the show calling out Brock Lesnar. Seth Rollins comes out, interrupts it, also calls out Brock Lesnar. Brock and Paul Heyman come out. Brock Lesnar has turned the Money in the Bank briefcase into a beatbox is what he's calling it. It's actually a boombox if you were into 90s hip-hop culture. But uh, his theme like, song is Brandon now... Brandon so is. <laughs> yeah. 
It, come on, it's a boom box, <laughs> not a beatbox. Beatbox is. <laughs> Am I wrong? Come on. Beatbox and Brian, come on. But his theme song, I don't know if that's like. It's probably not going to be his theme for. Uh, uh, from outside of that Monday Night Raw, but it was a reggaeton track, which was quite interesting. It was. And uh, Brock Lesnar. Lesnar's theme song. Oh, it got changed? I didn't yeah. see. Full disclosure, I, folks, I didn't see. Oh, uh, Monday Night Raw, when he came out, he came out to a new theme song. Yeah. God, it was, it was I the really... reggaeton. But nah. uh, so he's coming out there, bopping along. Uh, having the time of his life, which uh, to me, this made Brock Lesnar go from uh, get off of my TV to I kind of want to see more of this. I think <laughs> now Brock Lesnar's making himself a joke. I, I'm, but I'm, I'm all for it. I'm surprised that you feel that way. I would I would think that Brandon thought the same thing as Chris, but I'm totally <laughs> for this. I think that this hundred percent for it. It makes well, Brock Lesnar interesting to me. Well, well, what I like is that this is really. It looked like Brock Lesnar was legit having fun. Yeah, it did. And when was the last time you saw Brock Lesnar look like he was enjoying himself? I mean, when he was out there, it looked like he was actually enjoying. It, it reminded me of his feud with Eddie Guerrero back in 2004. I mean, he, he also danced. Yeah, and he was playing off of uh, Paul Heyman, and Paul Heyman's doing the uh, air guitar. Which, by the way, the, like, the, the, money, no. the Money in the Bank briefcase, I believe, is now an actual boombox. I think it actually plays, because it was playing Kofi Kingston's theme song. Was it actually playing I, it? I think I'm, I'm like 90% sure it was actually playing it. It's too thick to not be a working boombox. I thought that the loudspeakers just switched over to Kofi. Hmm. What do you mean to Kofi? To his theme song. Do you mean like the PA system? Yeah, I thought that they just switched no, over. To I think I song. actually think the the boombox is too the the briefcase is too big to be to not be a boombox. I, I can I can believe it because it's really thick. But it played Kofi Kingston's theme song, teasing who Brock is going to pick to face, and then it pay, played Seth Rollins' theme song, uh, which Seth Rollins got pissed and left, and then Paul said. That Brock was going to announce who Brock was going to cash in on, but Seth Rollins ruined it. Yeah, he's a party pooper. Uh, next, after that, Brock and Paul left, and Dolph Ziggler attacked Kofi Kingston from behind, uh, which Xavier Woods ran out to make the save. They fought through a commercial break. Kofi ran back out, saved uh, Xavier Woods. We hit another commercial. Ziggler... It comes back, Ziggler cuts a promo about Kofi paying attention to him and uh, about how he it should have been him, I should be champion, etc., etc., which I like. I like these promos that Dolph Ziggler's doing. Totally agree with you. I think that Ziggler did a great job. I like that. I like this uh, inclusion of Ziggler. Very random, but I like it. I mean... Is is the only reason why he's being included? Is it because KO is not going to be overseas? Um, that could be it. Like, I mean, I think that that's the only give reason. Him that dirty we, Saudi money. Yeah, we found out that uh, Kevin Owens wasn't going to be appearing at Saudi in that Saudi Arabia event, and then right after uh, that got out there, Ziggler's in the scene now for his opponent. Opponent. So I think that it's really just a replacement for temporary. Uh, 
for KO. Which, by the way, they keep promoting stomping grounds, but they don't tell us what it is. It's a pay-per-view that's coming up. Right, we're just supposed to assume it's a pay-per-view, but they just keep saying, WWE such-and-such is sponsored by, or such-and-such is sponsored by WWE Stomping Ground. And they don't say it's, like, on July whatever or June whatever. We have no Mm -hmm. idea what Stomping Ground is, and they just keep saying that over and over again. We just have to assume it's a a pay-per-view. But after this segment... It cuts to outside, backstage, in a tent or whatever. The Usos are hosting a Memorial Day party where, like, everyone that wasn't being used that night was there. Uh, and they the whole thing was that they wanted to invite everyone except for Revival, which Naomi ultimately invited the Revival. Because she's a kind person. And uh, Tamina showed up. They hugged. So she's now, I guess, a face again or whatever. So annoying. But our truth showed up later. They had some twenty four seven stuff. Everyone tried to win with a schoolboy, but our uh, truth ultimately walked out of Monday Night Raw as a champion still. But after, but, yeah, after the Memorial Day parties, celebration stuff, all that was grouped together. Shane McMahon came out, cut a promo about the history of the McMahons, history of the Anawahi family. And the only other time that we kind of got this was when uh, Paul Heyman was doing that with uh, when Brock Lesnar was feuding with Roman Reigns. And I thought it was cool because I like the inclusion of the Anawahi family here. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, well, I've known Afa and Sika for years. And Paul Heyman knew them for years as well. So I thought that was cool. Yeah. Uh, and then Shane, obviously, he was out there with McIntyre, and I, I actually thought during this part that sorry, I thought that during this part that he was going to mention that event that just recently took place uh, from today. Yeah, and well, the uh, the fu- the fundraiser that they did, yeah, which took place today in Allentown. Which oh, if you if you that- couldn't make it to that event, you could still go to uh, GoFundMe dot com forward slash fzjxdj dash samu and you could donate that way uh he's got stage four uh liver cancer yeah so you could definitely help out there but shane's talking about the anawahis he's like oh who from the samoan dynasty is gonna uh show up to face me right away i shoot brandon a text i'm like (laughs) watch it be lance yeah and it turned out to be Lance Anawahi. Which Marked out. Drew McIntyre attacked him before the match, which, by the way, the first match, the first action that we got on Monday Night Raw was 50 minutes into Monday Night Raw. Yeah, that stinks. But Shane defeated Lance Anawahi, which I think it was awesome to see Lance on Raw being introduced as Lance, being used as an Anawahi family member. Mm-hmm. As opposed to him just working with Goldberg and Brock as a security guard. Although he also, he tagged with uh, Red Titus a few years ago on SmackDown. And he's done NXT ago. as well. But um, this was huge for him because even though he's getting beat down by Shane McMahon, he's still got a few moves in. Uh, but Roman Reigns made the save here after the match. After he was beat down by Elias and Drew McIntyre and Shane, 
Roman Reigns made the save. So there's nothing bigger. Like, I get it, yes, he's your cousin, but Roman Reigns is a pretty big superstar to be working with. So I thought that yeah. was cool. I agree. I thought that that worked really well, and it was cool. I mean, at least for us, it was awesome. I, I really hate the crowd during that moment, though. Yeah, I was very disappointed because they were just chanting, this is boring or whatever. Yeah, because they're still all geeked up from double or nothing. So no, that was the oh, devil. No, no. Oh, I swear to 100%. Really? I, don't, yeah, oh. I don't think it was that. I don't know. I don't think it was from because of I wouldn't relate it because of double or nothing. Yeah, I don't um, think it was because of that. I just think they were just like I, I, I believe a hundred percent it was because of that. Well, to be fair, like I had was... said, they literally the first match into the evening outside of main event or whatever you have before Raw, it was fifty minutes before they even had a fist thrown. So yeah. again, maybe people saw something uh, different. And now they're all jacked. That this is what happens all the time in professional wrestling. Something like different and something cool happens. My pop filter keeps falling. Keep it happens in professional wrestling. You see it reflected within the crowd. Where are they on? Where are they on Monday? Uh, I was. I want to say. I wanted to say Rhode Island. I don't know I if that's no, true. No, I want to say it was Can- the Kansas City because I know. Oh yes, Rock- yes. Sorry, yeah, it was Kansas City. Kansas City's not a hot wrestling crowd. You you know you would hear the, the the people going nuts for certain things, but you wouldn't say them. So this is boring. And then but, um, because of the stupid electric chair segment, Sammy James drops AEW. They start. That so was the I, biggest pop of the night. Yeah, the biggest I, pop of the night. But you I don't you don't think it has anything to do with the fact that it was fifty minutes before they saw. A yeah, I, I. I I definitely don't think that the 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 lack of a pop or anything like that during that Lance segment with the crowd being starting to go with, this is the boring, this is boring and stuff. I don't think that that has to do with AEW. I think that that's just, even, even before AEW was a thing, if you threw out Shane McMahon versus Roman Reigns, I don't think people would be into it, but like, I'm all for it, whatever. I'm, I'm fine with the storyline and stuff. I think it's cool because Shane's a fourth generation superstar. If you want to techno technically call him that. And Lance, it's a third generation superstar. Roman Reigns is second generation. The fifty minutes. Oh, we don't have to go over the help. whole. Uh, the whole family family. No, dude, <laughs> it's continue. so confusing. The only thing that was like really weird here was I feel like people wouldn't know that Lance was Alpha's grandson because um, Shane was so focused on Sika during this, which is Roman Reigns' father. So I mm-hmm. feel like they might might think that like he's more so on like Sika's side rather than being actually Alpha's grandson. I don't think that anybody in that audience even gave I, that yeah, a second I don't thought. Know. Maybe I'm. Just... I don't. Think, yeah, yeah. I think that's <laughs> over analysis. But after this, Lesnar, uh, Lesnar, and Heyman came back out to uh, announce who the opponent's going to be. <laughs> and yeah. that didn't go too well. Which I thought was really funny. He, he gets cut off by Seth Rollins. Rollins calling Brock a coward, getting into Brock's face. And Brock, Paul Heyman is reading over the contract and kind of slips it in there. You have a year to cash in, whatever. And Brock's like, wait, hold on. I have a year to cash in? Yeah. I have a year to cash in? And then he takes the contract and, and he slaps Paul Heyman in the face with it, which I thought was hilarious. Which that was a bad slap. It, yeah, it was. It goes back to the opening segment that you said before where where 
Heyman sitting there jamming out on the electric guitar, air guitar, and Brock like hits him and tells him to stop. Yeah. I thought that was really funny. So Brock ends up leaving because he has a whole year. He yeah, doesn't need like, to tell anybody when he's going to cash in. I don't have to do this right now. Which I thought was really good. I'm like, it's yeah. so weird that in 2019, I'm on board with a Brock Lesnar thing right now. <laughs> yeah, that is very... <laughs> Especially because last weird. week, literally last week's episode, I'm like, dude, Braun Strowman shouldn't have won the Money in the Bank the last year. Him being in the match made no sense. This year, Brock Lesnar, it makes no sense that he was even added into the match. It doesn't make sense you, that he's yeah, in the match. You, it doesn't make sense that he won it. the match. It sucks you that he won it. the match. And here he's doing this beatboxing Brock party <laughs> boombox gimmick. And I'm like, oh, hell yeah. <laughs> Brock, Brock party, uh, total ripoff of super kick party. I don't know about that. I could see that. I, I The only thing out of this is that I don't want Lesnar to actually win the championship. I can have is. him like toy around with the boombox no, and though. everything. That's the thing. He, he's going to, he's going to be, he, he's going to, no, but another, another thing going back to stupid Mark fans, you're going to love all this stuff that's going on with Brock Lesnar. Then the second he cashes in and he goes back to serious Brock Lesnar and he beats whoever it is, they're going to be like, Oh God, that's me throwing my papers in the air. Universal champion again. We're never going <laughs> to see it again. Get rid of him. What's we'll, we'll that So you know, that's exactly what's going to happen. Well, I'm, 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 all, I'm already saying that. I don't want to see him actually win the title. I want to see him live this out and have fun with it. And then at the end of the road, I don't want it. You don't I'm, the the only I'm one of those people. I don't, to, I don't have to see Brock Lesnar anymore. Dude, it's, I, I don't know. It's really funny. If you, maybe if you watch the segments, you'd be like, oh, wow. Like a light no, switch I goes off. Dude, I, see- I'm, I was in that same boat last week. I just said it. I just said it. I'm a fan of, I, I'm a fan of Lesnar. So if Lesnar cashes in and wins, I'm happy. All right, let's, let's, let's continue stuff. on with others. Let's, AJ Styles still. backstage. Uh, he was being, yeah, I, I thought you said AJ Styles.com slash out. Yeah. He, he was being interviewed about uh, the fatal four-way match that was taking place in the main event. Uh, he's injured. He's out of. He was out of the match because he's injured right now. He can't actually say how much time he'll be out, but he's injured. Is he actually injured, or no just doesn't want to go? He's right? actually injured, yeah. Or doesn't Baron... want to wrestle in Saudi Arabia. Oh, is it one of those things where maybe him and his family decided That's that it's for his best interest not to wrestle over there? So this is his way out of it. That's an interesting thing because Baron Corbin smacked him in the face out of nowhere too, knocked him out. Mm, makes you think. But after this non-title match, Becky Lynch and Nikki Cross defeated the Iconics. Which uh, Becky Lynch has a new finisher called the Manhandle Slam, which is like a rock bottom with uh, her hooking the leg while they're while she's slamming them down. I didn't know that that was her. At first, I thought that that was a botched move. I'm like, oh, that was her finisher. Well, they made mention of it. They said it. I think it's a cool move. Yeah, no, it was cool. I thought that I didn't expect her to go for that though. I but, thought it was just going to be a body slam or something, and she just did that move to make a save. This match, though, is just proof that WWE has no idea what to do with a women's tag team division, though. Yeah. Like, they don't know what to do with a men's no, tag Becky, team Becky's division. Gotta, Becky's got to get her two belts back, and she's going to have to take this weird, you know, Laurel two, and two Hardy as in, like, she'll have the tag title and the, the Raw Women's yeah. Championship. They, It's just like, I don't know, to me, because they're not using tag teams. It's just like it's a thrown-together tag team. But that was the, the, the men's tag team division. Uh, I'm saying a long they don't know. Ago. But it's still yeah, the, the men's tag team division. They don't have one. 
Where's Hawkins and Ryder have not been on Raw in weeks. But they're still the tag team champions. Longer Which than makes, we thought. But it's like what makes... Yeah, 100% longer than we thought because we thought it'd end the next night in, in Brooklyn. Thank goodness for overseas trips. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like what, like what makes WWE so confident in having a third tag team division on the main roster when they can't even control or write properly the, the two male tag team divisions. I mean, we haven't even got a conclusion to Nikki Cross and Alexa Bliss. Which Bliss wasn't them. there this week. Yeah, but next up you had Ricochet pick well, up the victory over Cesaro. Before that, before that, Lacey Evans no, came out and did nothing. Oh, yeah. Good. She's still relevant. I'm fine with that. I like that. I liked it from the start when she was doing it. I still like it. But on to Ricochet. I was a big fan of this match. Ricochet versus Cesaro. Um, did you see the thing I sent a couple days ago with splicing yeah. stuff that they did? Yeah. Well, that's, what, that's what I, I said on, on last week's episode. I went to see if they ever wrestled, watched it, and they did like basically the same move. So it was pretty cool that somebody went in and like spliced the moves together to do that. And this week I, I caught, because I watched it fully live, I watched Cesaro's new entrance. I think it's good. And did, he, did he notice the Sheamus on his tights? Uh, I didn't. I, I wasn't zoomed in uh, all the way, so. But I liked the entrance. Uh, yeah. And I thought the match was really good. Out of I all the matches that. on Raw, I think this was one of the highlights. 100%. There was only like five matches on Raw. Yeah, no, this is definitely... Lance high, versus uh, Shane was high. a different highlight for different reasons. Of course. This, but... wrestling-wise, I thought was awesome. Uh, I thought yeah. the the handstand Hurricane Rana thing that Ricochet did to win the match totally sick. I thought that was really cool. I think the the crowd during this though kind of felt dead. Yeah, it was. But I mean, like you said, there's not much wrestling going on on Monday Night Raw. By the time they got to this match, I mean, what do you expect? They're already deflated. They could but have been like, about- "Oh my god, I this is something I would have seen in AEW." Oh yeah, yeah. which but- like, it kind of sucks going to a Monday Night Raw or SmackDown because it's like. You have to pause for commercials. You have to do promos and whatnot. So you're really getting like the minimal amount of matches. As opposed to live events, you have like match, 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 break, match, 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 match. Well, what about talking about deflated? I mean, you got Ray Mysterio making the announcement that he's going to have to vacate the championship, the yeah, U.S. title. He'll be on Raw next week to apparently give up the U.S. title because uh, he was injured. Uh, and then Samoa Joe came out and cut a promo about him getting the title back. Which kind of stinks because if he was injured during that match, I wish that they just didn't count that three. Yeah. I just – I don't know – I don't know. It's like, are they really about to take the title off of Rey Mysterio? Is he actually injured or is something else going to like happen? Dude, I mean... Maybe once again, he doesn't want to go over to Saudi Arabia. Maybe uh, maybe he's quote-unquote injured and the next person that wins the title... Maybe it's, like a, maybe it's a battle royal or something for the title. Samoa Joe's 50, out there. Thinks or the 50-man... He thinks he wins, and then the the person no, you know what's gonna happen. There's gonna be a tournament. Dominic? No, dude, Dominic's about to be the US champion. There you go. There you have it. Uh, WWE Universal Title number one contendership on the line in a fatal four way match. Baron Corbin picking the victory over Bobby Lashley, Braun Strowman, and 
The Miz. Which this was supposed to be an elimination fatal four-way match. It was advertised yeah, I was, as that. But I was confused with like how to win this match. It, it was a mess of a match. Braun yeah. Strowman and Bobby Lashley left during it. I that I did it. I text I texted you. I did not understand it. I mean, number one contendership is on the line, yet two wrestlers battle away from the ring <laughs> where they can't win it. Come on. I, I Come think on. <laughs> Do you think Corbin is the right person to go over to Saudi Arabia to face Rollins, or should it have been like Miz or somebody else? Who who knows who actually wants to go over there? You know, I mean, it stinks that it's Corbin, but whatever, I'm fine with it. I'm uh, not gonna lose sleep. Up next, they had a new episode of the Firefly Funhouse. Loved it. Yeah, yeah I loved it. Did too, Bray especially get called last a, week? Did Bray get called a pervert? No. What? This? No. What happened? I could swear she called him. What are you talking about? What did she say to him? Who? The the bully. Oh, 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 she called him a bully, right? Not a pervert. Yeah, I don't know why I was thinking pervert. <laughs> yeah, a right. bully. Yeah, and then I, it's, he did the. It's kind, uh, of, it's kind of weird. Like, maybe is this person like a trapped soul that he won't let out or something? Well, or? The funny thing. The funny thing, because this is the one thing I actually watched from Monday Night Raw. Um, she said she has she's stuck she's tired of being in limbo. Yeah. Like so she it's can't like, cross over. Do you think this is like Bray Wyatt who's stuck between like heaven and hell kind of type thing? And he's using the fiend is the name of his uh, alter ego to be I, like I I, just, I I thought I don't I was it was real strange. I liked it a lot. I I like to use the use of the uh, the spider walk that he does in it. Oh, that was perfect, and I loved how it was like it was creepy in the way with the limbo, yeah. and it I, I there was not really anything that you could take away from this uh, segment that was bad. It was yeah. great. Um, next up, you had the electric chair featuring Sami Zayn. Uh, Sami Zayn being interviewed by the crowd. You had everybody asking him anything. Plants. Yeah. All plants. No, apparently they weren't all they weren't plants at all. There's uh, pro no wrestling sheet. way. No, yeah, no way. Because sheet. every single no, because they, every single one of those fans would be like, "Oh, what do you think of AEW, Sammy? What do you think of AEW? You're gonna go to AEW? You hate us, the fans so much. You're gonna go to AEW? I don't think. So. I well, I don't think. I mean, I trust. I trust pro wrestling sheet. I, I don't think. I think the 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 people could have been real. I think more so the questions were plants. I don't know. Uh, Pro Wrestling Sheet says that they weren't plants or anything like that. But no, no, I'm not saying that they were paid to be there. I'm saying maybe their questions were. Because I feel like, I don't know, maybe they were just all nervous. Who knows? Yeah, I think I think it's just nerves and people don't really think. They'd rather attack Sami Zayn because they think it's a cool thing or funny thing. Um, I, I think that they were selective with who they asked. I like that one girl who they asked. She was like, duh. Uh, <laughs> yeah, she was just like, duh. Yeah, talking about Becky Lynch and his reaction to that. I tweeted out. I was like, how did nobody ask him about AEW? Yeah, and then he made that <laughs> statement. Nobody asked me about AEW, and the crowd went crazy. I went crazy. I was just like, what? Which, to me, just shows WWE just does not care. That, they don't, they uh, don't care. I guess that does show WWE just doesn't care, but who knows? Maybe... Maybe like Vince Russo said, maybe they're in bed together. Yeah, I mean, dude, that's a possibility. You can like write Vince Russo off there, but it's definitely a possibility. It's yeah. you can't you can't say no. You don't know. You're not backstage, so who knows? Yeah. But Seth Rollins interrupts this, and 
it uh, turned into a match. Yeah, a match Which, by with the way, Seth Rollins. Yeah. I was going to say, people were complaining with the amount of times that Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar came out on Raw. Yeah. But it reminded me a lot of the Attitude Era. Like I, this, I Like, a lot of people said, like, oh, this Raw was just complete, like, terrible. It was awful garbage. But it reminded me a lot of something that would have happened during the Attitude Era. I didn't think a it was lot. bad. I, I I had fun watching Monday Night Raw. I didn't, like, I didn't hate it. Even down to, like, I mean, like, with how many times they, they came out. Rollins yeah. had... Three entrances, I think. Brock had two. Mm-hmm. So, which it, that's not an uncommon thing. And like to start out with a giant like promo for that long, that's n- it was not an uncommon thing of the Attitude Era. No. People could sit there, oh, I want the Attitude Era back, blah blah blah, and then you get like glimpses of that, and they're like, that's nothing like the Attitude Era, blah blah blah. Uh, <laughs> but it, I mean, it, to me, I mean, it reminded me of that. So who knows? Well, how did you like this match? Seth Rollins picking up the victory over Sami Zayn, non-title match. I was a fan. Yeah, I thought it was really good. They kept teasing Brock and Paul still being there, uh, but he never came out. No. Um, yeah, I thought it was really yeah. good. I So what did you think of collectively running at Raw, though? I thought it was good, but not... Right, cause- it, I, I don't think it was, like, the best Monday Night Raw. I saw ratings were down even lower, but... You forget that Monday was Memorial Day. Yeah, meh. I, I, on Long Island, it was outstandingly gorgeous. I, I, I thought it was good. I mean, I, I'm not mad at it or anything. I did. I don't think it was a great Monday Night Raw to follow up to AEW. But like Brandon said, they're just they not just in don't competition. Care. They don't care. Yeah. yeah. But it wasn't. Um, it was a, a bad Raw. I don't think it was bad, but it just it was good. It wasn't crazy. Um, all right, let's get on to some SmackDown. Kick it off with uh, good old KO. Yeah. What What did you like about this, Brandon? Uh, well, he opened the show and said he had nothing to do with the attack on Big E last week. Do you believe him? I don't know. It could very well have, it could have been Big E faking it, signaling the end of uh, New Day. Or Kevin Owens could just be Kevin Owens and lying to us. I have no idea, mm-hmm. but Kofi came out, told him to stop lying, which leads into Kofi Kingston versus Kevin Owens. Kofi Kingston picking up the victory, which I have to say I like how much Kofi Kingston has actually wrestled since winning the WWE Championship. Yeah, he's been on Raw and SmackDown almost every week. Yeah, which also it was very confusing with the whole wild card, card rules to to remember who's on what brand. At this point, I'm sure, like, I, I almost think there were more people, more than four on Raw at one point yesterday. Or not yesterday, on Monday. Nah, I don't even know if they're paying attention. But, uh, yeah, uh, Kevin Owens hits that that frog splash off the apron outside the ring. And then Kofi Kingston gets back into the ring and, and Kevin Owens hits another frog splash. And he's still kicked out. I thought that was very impressive. I thought that I, the whole like sequence there was really good. Yeah, I totally agree. I was a fan of it. Up next, you had Daniel Bryan and Rowan coming out. Bryan, uh, of course, yelling at uh, yelling about the planet and how bad Oklahoma was for uh, the planet, which I thought was <laughs> funny. 
which I'm sure there's truth in that too. I'm sure he's not making up his facts and stuff. But <laughs> they have heavy, a writing team. Heavy Machinery came out and challenged them for the titles. Daniel Bryan ends up agreeing, but he goes not not tonight though. Not in this fracking town of Oklahoma. So it's uh, we're gonna see Heavy Machinery versus Daniel Bryan and Rowan at one point for the titles. Do you want them to be the next tag team champions, or do you want Eric Rowan, or just Rowan, sorry, and Daniel Bryan to hold on to the titles? I would I, hold on to the titles, but I want them. I'm sorry to cut you off, Dave. Um, but like next week, wherever they are in SmackDown, oh, we're not going to defend this year because of this environmental catastrophe, or you know, we're not going to do it in New York because of pollution. this person that we don't. Yeah, pollution, and it'll be a, a constant thing do until th- eventually. Do you think? Do you think Daniel Bryan could still be carrying around that custom championship and just bill it as the Planet's Championship? Or maybe they're maybe they're going to keep it for a long run and put the Planet's uh, tag team titles on him. That's a like who knows because that that those titles are I guess I'm assuming made out of leather. Hmm. So, but up next you had uh, I almost said Sandy. Yeah, and Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville walking backstage, giving out <laughs> copies of Mandy Rose's muscle or what is it, muscle and fitness hers or whatever. I'm just gonna say muscle and fitness. Yeah, go with it, roll with it. Uh, it. And they end up tossing a bunch onto Ember Moon while she was reading Jekyll and Hyde. So I'm assuming next week we're gonna see Ember versus Sonya or Mandy. But this week we saw Mandy Rose. Take on and defeat. Hold on. Do you think that we're going to see something different from Ember Moon, though? Like a new gimmick? I mean, because she was reading Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde? Yeah. Like, do you think that we're going to see some sort of a change with Ember Moon where maybe we'll see uh, a different side of her where there's two different Ember Moons? Kind of like Tim Balor. Do you honestly think that WWE writing is smart enough to do that? No offense to anybody from WWE writing team. (laughs) Once I I saw that that book, I'm like, well, maybe they're just doing that to associate it with something. But that's true. I mean, it's possible where like all of a sudden she gets like some sort of werewolf gimmick or something. I have no idea. (laughs) She already has the eyes. But Yeah. uh, yeah, this week we saw Mandy Rose pick up a victory over. 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 That's your cue. To Carmella. Carmella. Uh, but for being a match under three minutes, I thought it was uh, quite good. I really and enjoyed it. Quite good. Yeah, both of them got their moves in. Sonya Deville caused a distraction for Carmella. And uh, Mandy got a, a roll-up. But it wasn't even a roll-up. I don't even know what you would call it. It was like a mount pin. I don't know what yeah. you would call one of those pins. But Mandy Rose won. Uh, uh, I, I'm very happy that Mandy Rose won. Up Thank after, go on. Nope, the Shane McMahon appreciation night. Uh, no, Alistair Black. Oh, they aired a promo for Alistair Black. Uh, him basically saying that uh, nobody. I think it was basically nobody can defeat him. Which on Twitter, I know it's not going to go anywhere, but Buddy Murphy challenged him on Twitter, mm-hmm. which it sucks because I want to see Alistair Black debut already and I want to see Buddy Murphy debut and it's weird that like he hasn't yet yeah and the same goes for other people 
like Cedric Alexander, like Apollo Crews, like they're just they've been on Raw, but we really haven't seen them. And I'm pretty sure Apollo's is on uh, Apollo's on SmackDown. Yeah, because Brock Lesnar has to come out 18 times. Dude, I I don't know. I was a fan of that. Right. I don't let's know if continue. anyone else okay, thought it was. Let's like continue that. on. But yeah, Shane, Shane McMahon had Shane McMahon appreciation night. It was that he had uh, Drew McIntyre with him. He had Elias with him. Our uh, truth ends up running out, being chased by Drake Maverick here. To which our truth ends up having a match. He does a move to Drake Maverick and pins him for the three count. So that was his first title defense. Well, actually. I guess people have tried. What do you count? Would you count that? Because like other people have tried to pin him before, so that's technically a title defense. Hmm. But like uh, this was the this was like an unsolicited an unsolicited one where he was like he did the move and he won the match where he didn't even have to. He could have just ran off. Yeah, that was. We, I was surprised that he actually like defended it that way. But uh, the three of them end up attacking our truth. After that, and Elias picks up the victory, becoming the 24-7 champion, which Shane, later in the night, makes a match. Uh, R-Truth teaming up with our Roman Reigns versus Elias and Drew McIntyre, where the 24-7 rules will be suspended until after the match is over. Mm-hmm. So I thought it was interesting. I thought, like, this segment with Shane was very reminiscent of a corporation. I thought that was Uh, something that we could have seen like back in the attitude era again, where like Vince McMahon, Shane's out there to a few other people and somebody who had the hardcore championship stumbles into that promo because he's being chased or whatever. And then the corporation all beat down whoever the champion is. And then one of them take the title. I thought that was very something something that could have happened. I would like to see Shane McMahon have a corporation. I don't know if you guys would want to see that. I think that it's long overdue. What about you, Chris? I'm all about it. Uh, all yeah, about it. That'd be pretty cool. Because they can go to both shows. They can just terrorize everybody. Absolutely. Chris gets it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They don't even need it. They have the boss. They exactly. Don't, they don't need the, the wild card rule. Nope. Bingo, bango. Uh, backstage, they had Charlotte and Lacey Evans drinking tea together, cutting a promo about Bailey, which is kind of weird because Charlotte, uh, off camera, used to drink tea with Becky, and now mm. she's sitting there sharing it with Lacey Evans. But Bailey goes on to the match to defeat Lacey Evans. You had Flair on commentary. She gets up, sits down, and then at one point Bailey goes over there. Flair gets up, boom. Bailey attacks Charlotte, gets back into the ring. Lacey Evan goes for a pin, but it was while the referee was distracted from Charlotte. And Bailey Bailey reversed that into that like spider pin or whatever you would call it. And uh, picked up the victory there. And then Charlotte attacked Lacey Evans. Boom. There there goes that payoff. I I mean, uh, Lacey attacked Charlotte. Yeah, and then uh, and then Charlotte got the upper hand, but which I thought was weird. After that, she made the referees get her shoes, her high heels, and I'm pretty sure she made them put it on too, mm-hmm. <laughs> which was weird. But 
that happened. Up next, Almas cut a promo about Finn Balor. They showed a promo from Finn Balor from, I believe, last week about Money in the Bank and stuff. So it's definitely one of the matches I'm looking forward to most from Super Showdown. That being Andrade Almas, Andrade Cien Almas versus Finn Balor. I'm very excited for that match. I think that's going to be one of the, potentially the match of the night. The Saudi Arabian demons? They showed, uh, I don't know if he'll be a demon there, but they showed. No, I think uh, he's being billed as the demon, no? Yeah. I don't know. I didn't think so. so. They also showed another hype video of Triple H and Randy Orton, which I thought would have been really funny if production went in. And like, because it was like, over their career and stuff. It wasn't just like Triple H versus Randy Orton. I thought it would have been funny to show clips of Triple H and Randy Orton separately, both uh, beating up Cody Rhodes <laughs> in the clips. Mm-hmm. I thought I thought it'd be funny. I guess you guys didn't think. Yeah, that, but... no that 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 would be hilarious. Also announced for uh, Super Showdown, who wasn't on Raw or SmackDown this week. Lars Sullivan is taking on uh, all three members of the Lucha House Party. Yeah. And uh, Lars Sullivan deleted his Twitter. Good. Smart move. Smart move. That's for sure. Next up, you had R-Truth and Roman Reigns picking up the victory over Drew McIntyre and Elias. Um, I like R-Truth in the main event. Yeah. He, he deserves being there. I like but... uh, Shane got involved here at the end. And uh, McIntyre went to hit Roman Reigns with the Claymore. And Reigns moved out of the way. And McIntyre goes flying onto the announce table, hard landing, and Shane ran off. I thought that was the just the Claymore itself I thought was really good. Yeah, I, I was entertained by this entire match. Yeah. That's, and then that's, uh, yeah. Roman Reigns hit Elias with a spear after the match and told R-Truth to pin him. And then R-Truth defeated Elias, picking up the victory and is the new 24-7 champion which someone was saying uh they were telling me last night that they saw online that somebody wanted r-truth to win it 17 times and go around saying he's better than rick flair Ooh, i thought that'd be really funny rick flair wins it Oh. (laughs) (laughs) that would be excellent dude mick foley said anything can happen legend can come back or whatever I'm well, all, whatever. Flair, it's a Flair. Fun. Ric Flair wins it, and then Mick Foley defeats him for it, <laughs> and then CM Punk returns. <laughs> no. Okay. I'm okay. I'm, I officially love. This he champion. draws the line at that. I, I think the title is great. <laughs> people are yeah. It's, people are still I complaining it. about it. I think it's great. It's just I fun. A lot of people. A lot of people are trying to win it with the schoolboy, but yeah, a lot of schoolboys. <laughs> All yeah, right. That's great. But yeah, that's Raw and SmackDown. We have a somewhat uh, of an event that we haven't seen in quite some time because it's not attached to a big pay per view. Uh, NXT TakeOver 25. Uh, oh, that's this happening? Saturday, Bridgeport, Connecticut at the Webster Bank Arena. Very close to home. I know, home. really close to. Uh, I'm not going. Maybe we'll try to convince. I tried to. It's our friend Sal's birthday on Saturday, and he's like, he's like, yeah, maybe I'll do something. I'm like, are you doing something? Or like, and I'm like, I told him like, hey, this is an NXT pay per view. Yeah, we could always go watch the NXT pay per view, or just he, go to it. 
I don't, no, I'm not going to it. Sorry. <laughs> um, but it's it's said, like it kind of sucks that it's like not closer. It's like yeah. really close, but like just out there enough that it's it's too far to go to. On um, like a Hartford? win. Well, yeah, like I, I mean, because I don't drive, so it's not. Can't just like two hours or so. Can't take a oh, yeah, train. A train will take like be, three hours, five hours, or something like that. I'm gonna be filming in Hartford uh, Father's Day weekend, actually. Yeah, maybe you'll yeah. run to Mr. McMahon, Mr. MacMan, VKM. Damn it! All right. So anyway, NXT Takeover 25. It's actually the 26th, but Triple <laughs> Arrival H doesn't count. Arrival 25. Uh, anyway, match. It's predictions. We got to do predictions. Um, so Matt Riddle that? versus Roderick Strong in a blood feud you have going on here. Roderick Strong took out uh, Matt Riddle a couple weeks ago, and it's now been announced. I'm uh, going to go Matt Riddle. All right. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying Riddle as well. I'm going to say Matt Riddle. Uh, something interesting. Returning to NXT uh, for the NXT American North American Championship, Velveteen Dream, the champion, is defending it against Tyler Breeze. I think this is great, and the way that they really presented Tyler Breeze to come back, they made him look like a this match to have like star power to it. I, yes, it no, maybe so. Clearly, has to be Velveteen nah, Dream, yeah. though, right? I, I I I like it. Um, yeah, I think Velveteen Dream, but I want to see Tyler Breeze still on NXT. I'm saying Dream also. Like, there's zero percent chance that it's Tyler Breeze. I think it's close to it, right? Yeah, I'm going to just stick with Dream. Yeah, because it's like, who else do you have for the North American Championship right now? Um, exactly. I don't know. Exactly. I mean, the, the you, next... You still the, have a lot of, like, people that have to be brought up. Yeah. The, the next match is kind of difficult for me to choose also because it's for vacant NXT tag team titles in a ladder match, nonetheless. I'm saying Street Profits. Uh, yeah, so you got Oni Lorcan and Danny Burch taking on the Street Profits versus Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, who have not tagged together in quite some time. Yeah. Um, and the Forgotten Sons, Wesley Blake and Steve Cutler. Also, by the way, War Raiders have not been on TV since this happened. I don't mm. think. Um, the last match that they had was versus Hawkins Ryder, no? Yes, that's correct. Okay. I think the Street Profits make the most sense. Yeah. But if, if they win those titles, aren't are they still Evolve Tag Team Champions? Who, Street Profits? Yeah. I believe so. So would they have to then drop those titles, or... I don't know. I don't know how I'll far the go, line goes. But I'm going to go Street Profits. I, I, I mean, think I want to change mine and just say the Forgotten Sons, because I feel like they have that gunner... I hope that you're correct. I was going to say, I like, I, I think it'll be Street Profits, but I, I would like I'm cha- for... I'm, waiting. I'm, cha- I'm changing my Forgotten Sons. I would like for the Forgotten Sons to win, but I'm picking Oni Lorcan and Danny Birch because I really hope they win. Wow, so we have three different. That's cool. And it's going to be undisputed. And nobody know. yet. Nobody <laughs> picks... Dude, O'Reilly and Bobby Fish have not tag-teamed. They, they had to, to change... That's why Roderick Strong joined Undisputed Era. Yeah. Because Bobby Fish was out with the injury, right? Mm-hmm. That is and correct. then it turned into Kyle O'Reilly and Roderick Strong as tag teams. So, 
But yeah, so all three of us have different uh, choices. None of us are picking the Undisputed Era. But up next for the NXT Women's Championship, you have Shayna Baszler defending that title against Io Shirai. I'm saying Io Shirai. Which, it's like, I just wish they would have given her the title last pay-per-view. Last takeover in uh, New York. But uh, I'm going to go with Shirai also. Io. Mm. I, yeah, I got to go Io. Io. But then it's like, I don't know where the other two horsewomen factor into this. Yeah. I don't know where... EO goes if she loses. I don't know where Baszler goes if she loses. She gets a rematch clause and they do a fourth and final match, which is Who some sort of gimmick match. In NXT. Also, what's what sucks is the fact that Kyrie Sane and Asuka weren't used on SmackDown. Alright, let's next go on to the main event of the evening. It's a rematch from NXT TakeOver New York when it's Johnny Gargano, Big Johnny Wrestling, defending his NXT Heavyweight Championship against Adam Cole. I'm saying Johnny Gargano. Do you think we see Champa here at all? Or is it nope. still way too soon? Way too, too soon. Su- too soon. I'm going to go Gargano. Who is his opponent again? Adam Cole. Baby. I'm, I'm um, going Gargano. What's the entire gimmick? What's the entire like storyline here? I don't know. It's just them having another match. Um, I'm going to go Hey, ah, Gargano. It's in, in Bridgeport, Connecticut. I'll go Gargano. It's in Bridgeport, Connecticut? What does that mean? It's still a takeover. <laughs> yeah, I'm going with so, Gargano. We could all go... We're doing pretty safe on here, all of us prediction-wise, besides the tag team match. So the tag team match is going to call who wins this. Should one yes, of us pick is. Tyler Breeze? <laughs> no. No, I think uh, I think we'll be okay. Undisputed Era is going to win the tag team titles. It's going to be hilarious. That'd be really funny, and then we all tie. Yeah, that'd be never before in history of marking out. Uh, asterisk. We would have to check. I don't think yeah. all three of us have ever tied. I don't think we have. I don't think anybody's gone perfect either. No, Brandon did once. That's why I used to call. No, him Brandon Armando. almost did because of something oh, yeah, that right. happened, that's... but I forget why. I feel like we have had a few per- a few perfect predictions before, though. Well, I mean, even uh-huh. if I even if I get stuff wrong, it's still a perfect prediction because I am perfection. <laughs> and on that wow, note, <laughs> dropping, dropping that gimmick. Haven't heard that in a while. And on that note, let's get the shameless plugs. Shameless plugs. That's right. Okay, everyone should be checking out Wrestling Facts on Twitter. So they post all of these facts on pro wrestling. If you did not guess that already. But it's very entertaining, very fun. You never know what you will learn. Uh, so like today, I went on there. Brandon told us how Ultimate Warrior's last match was in 2008 in Spain versus Orlando Bloom. Uh, Orlando Bloom. <laughs> Orlando, <laughs> Orlando Jordan. Jordan. Dude, it's funny. I was like flipping through our timeline or thumbing through whatever. I don't know what the kids say. And I saw a picture of what looked like Ultimate Warrior facing Orlando Jordan. And I was like, What? And I scrolled back up and found it. I was like, what? Uh, you I, never I was, saw that before? That, 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 that was probably that's with that Hulk Hogan, that Hulk Hogan uh, promotion. I think no, what it was, was some random Spanish like from Spain. Promotion. Yeah, I think I just completely forgot the, the that event took place. But Yeah, I mean, 
They also have, like, apparently the hardcore legend Mick Foley has never actually won the hardcore title. He was given it, though. Yeah. Multiple he, times. He, yeah. <laughs> he held it. He held it once because Vince McMahon gave it to him, but he never actually won the championship. And then, so that's and then weird. he gave it to Edge at one point, yeah. too. And you ready for this one? And this is going to be difficult to unhear once you hear it. <laughs> Stone Cold Steve Austin's theme song is actually just a remix of Razor Ramon's theme song. Boom. Oh, but it's yeah. also but it Damn also it, sounds David. like the rocker's theme song. <laughs> it also sounds like rocker's theme song, who sounds like Ultimate Warrior's theme song. Yeah, I always thought Ultimate Warriors and the Rockers sounds familiar, also, but now also I think TNA's theme song sounds like Stone Cold's theme, but sped up. Right? Does that not sound like Stone Cold's theme? Yeah. Boston and Razor Remotes did. Wow. Yeah. So. That's oh my weird. God. That's weird. Oh my God. I'm listening right now. That's Sorry, weird, Chris. The... I can't wait uh. to screw people's minds with that. <laughs> like, hey, you know Razor Ramon's theme song? It's Stone Cold's theme song too. <laughs> Which it's yeah. an Eagles theme song, uh, not a theme song, an Eagles song, I believe. Hotel California. Definitely not Hotel California. <laughs> Which, by All the right. way, I called out Jim Ross on Twitter for. Uh, talking about (laughs) i didn't specifically call him out but he he, during the uh double or nothing he said something about don henley singing peaceful easy feeling but it wasn't don who sang it it was glenn oh well i believe why it'd be hilarious if i was wrong but hmm. i'm pretty sure i'm not wrong well talking about not being wrong hey chris what's your match of the week i just can't get over this yeah i know mashup it's real bad Chris's match of the week. Chris's match of the week. Uh, we spoke about it earlier on the show. My match of the week this week is Cody versus Dustin from Double or Nothing. Uh, told a great story. It was a bloodbath, and it was really fun to see Dan squirm about this. Yeah, no, that was... He was I... just like, he's like, look, he's like, I don't think I can look. <laughs> I'm just like, it's just, I, I, I just, he's like freaking out over him. Like, I mean, at first, he, he didn't really think that he was... It was his actual blood. We were like, yeah, no, he, he's busted open. He gigged himself up hard. Yeah. It's like, but, man, but hey, listen, match is awesome. That's match of sure. the week. Brandon, who's shouting out? Who there? This is Randy Newman, and I'm telling you that you got some shout-outs from Brandon. The WWE Performance Center Combine is getting the first shout-out. I spoke about it last week on the show but they aired it on the network i guess it wasn't live but it was aired on the network i guess i was confused about that but i thought it was pretty cool uh if you have the network and you want to see some athletes do some killer athletic stuff check it out i think bianca belair is a beast she's i think i think all three combines she might have killed it who what any surprises i mean i don't know what to really look at as far as surprises go they had this year was something new they had uh who can run the ropes the fastest get up and then run the ropes let me guess can i guess well i don't Stokely remember Hathaway. I, no that's, who is that he said who did Stokely the hathaway as a joke i guess oh stokes but yeah i mean there were i mean jesse eliban was did that ball toss thing, the backwards thing, pretty far. But Bianca Belair, I think, 
Yankee. won that. I'm not sure. I know Ref Jess was doing. She did the the rowing thing pretty quickly too. But uh, her record was beaten by, uh, I think Marina Shafir and somebody else. I forget. But check it out if you haven't seen it. Uh, and then the next shout out goes to the Bret Hart slash Tom McGee documentary on WWE Network. It's on there. Yeah. When did it go on there? Well, I was watching it when I was in Disney World. I was enjoying okay. it. I, I hadn't heard of Tom McGee outside of everybody on Twitter freaking out that they they maybe found the tape of it. And, like, I had no idea what to expect. But watching the documentary, which they aired, they actually aired the uh, match afterwards, I thought I was really impressed because he was doing stuff that, like, Ricochet does. But it was, like, the 80s. Yeah, I heard about that. I, and I it, was, told you. it was like he was kind of doing them as like taunts or whatever. And it was like uh-huh. I was blown away by this stuff. But I don't know if I would like like actually enjoy watching that. The match or the documentary? Because you could just fast forward to the match itself. That's it, true. The match isn't so long, but... Oh, all right. And the documentary itself is not long. I think it's like a 20 minutes plus the 10-minute match or something like that. That's not bad. Whatever happened to him, like, why didn't he pan out? I have no idea. I have absolutely no idea. They they go on to discuss he's even on the documentary. And and he, I guess they, they were saying that he was going to be the next Hulk Hogan, and they told him that. He goes, huh, I hadn't heard that before. So I don't know what happened where he just, like, ends up where, like, this match, it, like, the next person just happened to be, like, later on the line was actually Bret Hart. Where, like, Bret was champion and Tom McGee was nowhere to be found. So it's weird, but. It's pretty makes, cool. Just makes you think that Brett just makes people look so good. He can <laughs> yeah. do that for you, Brandon. You know, you're all that training you've been doing with Rocky Johnson. <laughs> well, yeah. He's but a good guy. Good guy. The last shout-out is... That bridge. Yeah. The last <laughs> shout-out that happened May 4th, I think. 2000... Was it 2013? 12? I don't remember. But uh, what we do in the shadows is getting the last shout-out. It's a show on FX about vampires living in the present day. Okay. It's kind of like a docu-series, but obviously fake. Like a mocu-series, I guess. But uh, it's getting a shout-out because Batista was on an episode recently. Little Dave Batista? Yeah, he played a (laughs) vampire that was imprisoned by the Vampire Council, whatever. And uh, he started speaking. I was like, wait a minute. Is that Dave Batista? And he wasn't on like the screen long enough for me to like actually grasp whether or not it was like him. And I Googled it. I was like, oh, look at that. There's tons of guest stars on this episode. So I was kind of like spoiled, but I saw that it was Batista and I was like, oh, that's awesome. So if you, uh, I mean, maybe check it out. I'm sure the series, the season is coming to an end, maybe. It's on FX. I'm sure you can watch all the past episodes uh, free on demand if you have that. But those are my shout-outs. Now it's time for... Mark Out Moment of the Week! That is right, our Mark Out Moment of the Week. Uh, Should we just rattle them off? Should I just... 
do my three and go for it. You guys share the same one. I'm sure you share this one. Uh, that being Lance Onawahi on Monday Night Raw. That was amazing. Very, very, very happy to see him there. Awesome Kong showing up at Double or Nothing. Totally unexpected. Totally got chills marked out. Uh, maybe one leaning more towards the Chris side of a uh, potential markout moment. That being Chikara announcing the very first team of King of Trios this year. Yes. That being Scott Steiner, Little Petey Pump, Petey Williams, and Jordan Grace. That's awesome. Up. And the picture, too, is even better. All of them with the chain mail over their heads. Yeah. Oh, great. I think that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, I'm going to toss in one of them. Uh, the finisher for Super Smash Brothers. I totally marked out over that. I thought that was so innovative. Yeah. Uh, the gory special into the blockbuster. I thought it was sick. I would love to see. Um, <laughs> I, I would love for someone on WWE to steal that. <laughs> yeah, not happening. <laughs> and uh, uh, You got anything else to add on to it? I don't know. I think the Super Smash Bros. thing, too. Um, I think it was Orange Cassidy and the Tommy Dreamer spot. The uh, Battle Royale, I thought it was great. Kind of popped for that. Um, I marked after the Super Smash Brothers. Because you were sitting in the room and I yelled out, The Super Smash Brothers! Yeah. Yep. Mox. Mox. Mox was a hard mark out. I am, I am excited to see where he's going to go in AEW just because he feels like, if you listen to the Jericho podcast. Oh, he's like, I, got, I got one to add. What? Jericho's entrance with the Lionheart. Oh yeah, that was awesome. All the I mean, different was, yeah, the different eras of Jericho. Yeah, we totally we totally did not bring that up before, but I think definitely me and Chris marked out when we saw Lionheart. And I think from there it was given all the eras of Jericho. I told I think we could all probably say that that was a really cool moment. Yeah, no, totally. totally. Although you know you, they did the one error that should have definitely been there was the, I guess, debut attire of WWE. I think that should have been there with the silver shirt. Yeah, I I agree. But uh, yeah, I, I popped for that entrance. At, at first, I thought at first I thought that that was Kenny Omega because of the curly oh, yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, "What is Kenny doing?" And then I realized that I thought that it was still Kenny, but then. First yeah. of all, if Kenny Omega dressed like Lionheart Chris Jericho, I would have lost it. <laughs> I thought it would have been like marking out over that. I totally thought that that's what he was going for. But uh, Chris just brought up the Moxley being on Jericho's podcast. That just made me so sad. Why? Because like hearing Dean Ambrose talking about how he's like pitching all these ideas and and telling WWE how he's he doesn't like this, he's not comfortable doing this, that. And they're like, "Okay, we'll change it." And then, by the way, we want you back earlier than this. And we just want you to do this. And it's I I almost think it's like the same thing that he's saying is the same stuff we were complaining about. And it's just like sad to hear like that's how a superstar is treated. Hey, but listen, he said he said it on there too. He's like, I made enough money to pay off my car, my house, and my mother's house. I'm good. I like how he, Jarek, he's like, I wish I had like a big line to like finish or whatever. And he goes, oh, this is war or something like that. And Jericho laughed. He goes, no, the other line was great with the, uh, I want to be a dentist. I'm oh, an yeah. elf, but all I want to be is a dentist. 
Uh, yeah, and they closed the show with the actual full line of it. That was, yeah, that was good. Yeah. That was good. This episode was good. Marking out. Episode 434. We appreciate you listening. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe. Markingout.com. Facebook.com slash Markingout. Twitter.com slash Markingout. YouTube.com slash Markingout11. Email us. Markingout1 at gmail.com. ProWrestlingTees.com slash Markingout. Next week, uh, we will... Are we going to have another pay-per-view next weekend, too? Maybe. Saudi Arabia? <laughs> Hot damn. And on that note for myself, you can follow me at Chris Ween Dog Dave on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore mode. You still have that account? Is that yeah, I think so. I, I don't think that they booted me for it being inactive yet. Brass. And Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. We wish you the, the... best of luck in your future endeavors.